where combat sports changes on a dime. Two men cover the happenings of it all. What's up, everybody? Professional Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite. And honestly, it couldn't have gone better. I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't forget that the only reason WWE cleared him to begin with was because AEW was going to, and they were trying to sign him. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything leads towards Sandhagen, but I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sandhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. Aljamain Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest move. Do you hear Dustin after the fight admitted, though, that there was like a second there where he was like, oh God, he might have me. Do you think Pena has a chance against Amanda Nunez? The card isn't very good, in my opinion. Even the undercard, I don't think is that great. Wayne, Gone, and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. Definitely. Boxing. Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our purses against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's going to win this fight. He's going to throw combinations at Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm going to say congratulations to Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I would like to see Vitor and Jake because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Left by a while so far this is the boxing people talk about most instead of the best boxers fighting. This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests, they protect their fighters, and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class, and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts. And this is what has allowed YouTubers to come in and take over the sport. And much, much more. I have them this weekend. I'm just going to let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see with my Viking jersey on. You have like your really, really top tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. They didn't speak English. So like the UFC like wasn't getting them title fights as fast as people who did speak. So it absolutely was happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Olovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like, I Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Olovsky. We've seen Cejudo on Dynamite. We've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite. We've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like, it just, like, the fact that Tony Khan actually just did this. Fightful. 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 Steven Jensen. Yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, Fightful Select Weekend Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RBD Tito for Loyal. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live rounds. The Marksmen have arrived. Have arrived. Watching live rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Live Rounds, episode 55. 
Um, as you notice, Steven is not here tonight. He he got the 19 um, and he's recovering. So uh, luckily we have someone like Brandon to step in for us tonight. So I really appreciate Brandon coming in. And uh, how you doing tonight, man? Doing well, man. Best to Steven. Um, hopefully he gets sure. over the 19 well. Um, I got introduced by Will Osprey as Steven, so I'll be Steven tonight. <laughs> this is like an, an introduction <laughs> from him, but I definitely hope he's that introduction well. is never going away. I don't care if like it's the totally different people doing the show or whatever. Osprey is here to stay forever. So, what if you get someone like a Stone Cold Steve Austin or something like that oh. that will do it? We'll we'll find a way to merge it or something. Like <laughs> but, Just do like a mashup. Yes, but Osprey is not going anywhere. Gotcha. Speaking of that, real quick, we can get into that. But like, I feel like nobody has had a better week of wrestling than Will Osprey, and I'm not even necessarily talking about his matches, which were great, right? But just the exposure. I started to notice more people talking about Will Ospreay. And there's another thing, too, is like, you know, I've run into a lot of people at like AEW shows and like at indie events and stuff. And they've heard of him, but they never actually saw him wrestle. And like this week was the first time they saw him wrestle because he was in GCW. He was in AEW. And man, everybody's like, holy crap, Ospreay is for real. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, did you notice that at all when you? Were yeah, I mean, the I feel like you're gonna have that with a lot of the New Japan guys, especially like this yep. week coming up. Like, I mean, we don't really know if everyone's gonna be there, but someone like an Okada, like you said, someone like an Osprey, even like a Jay White, even though these people have been on Dynamite and Rampage, you know, I, I think getting them exposed to like a bigger audience, especially with this pay per view coming up, and you know, people are really starting to be excited for the show, even with, you know, and now we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later, people will feel right. a little bit down when it comes to the car. I still feel like there's the excitement is still there. So being able to see some of those guys, which I'm sure a good majority of the audience have never seen before is definitely going to be real exciting. But yeah, he's definitely had one of those banner weeks. I, I put it up there with that one big week that FTR had a couple of months ago uh, with just like the exposure and like you said, the matches and everything. So definitely exciting to see what's going to happen with the the back end for him. And obviously with the uh, forbidden door as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, I, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds, but he was part of that, like me too accusations that was going on. And I feel like that even though a lot of it was cleared and he's been bounced back and all that stuff, I feel like there was a lot of resentment towards him. And I think he did a really good, like service for himself that he's kind of cleared his name. He's much more acceptable. AEW's had him on TV. I don't know if anyone saw the Warriors of Wrestling story. Did you read about that? What he did for that handicapped kid? I saw something. I didn't see the whole story. So basically, like they couldn't get in the entrance to get into the meet and greet. Like they were just in a bad spot where they parked or whatever. They just couldn't find a way to get his uh, wheelchair down and all that. So Osprey actually went out there for like 25 minutes and hung out with him, took a picture with him in the van, like really went out of his way for the kid. So uh, just to just show you what kind of type of dude Osprey is. Um, so, yeah, I, I just thought that he had a really great week. And then the Nick Wayne thing's really cool because it's really like full circle because people don't remember, but like a Rev Pro, he faced AJ Styles. Yeah. And that was like his guy. That that's why he wanted to go into pro wrestling. And now it's like Nick Wayne 
wanted Will Ospreay. And uh, they had a great match. So, yeah, I just thought Ospreay had a really, really uh, good week for himself, for exposure, for for showing who he is. I, I, I was really happy with it. That's a that's a cool thing, that story that you told about Osprey. And it's really cool when just people in wrestling, you know, can do things like that for fans and like people less fortunate. Like, even though we've heard the story enough, like you know, he was in the news again. John Cena was in the news again for yes. like make make a wish and everything. And just the fact that someone from wrestling is like the top person when it comes to that, I think that's really cool. And the fact that he does so many, I mean, I forgot how many they said that he says yeah. he's done the most of anyone ever. But the fact that he does that and we don't hear Yeah, that's that's and, and we've probably heard about a good handful of them. And just the fact that he can continuously do that and just help out again, I think that's really cool when it comes to like someone from wrestling having that honor. Yeah. And it's weird too, because like I, I think that's one of the main reasons that like Cena wouldn't turn heel. It's like sure. he just took it so serious that it was like, like it wasn't like it was just part of an appearance to him, right? Like he really took that whole thing seriously. It mentally weighs on him because, I mean, let's be honest, most of those, you know, they all pass away. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of kids to meet. That's a lot of people to to touch that are no longer with us. So right. it takes a strong person to be able to do that. And he also took it very seriously that he had to be – that guy, that character that they looked up to in the ring. And I think that's what overall, like part of it was um, it, it, it showed you more of why it's so much harder to hate Cena because Cena, like no matter what you thought of him, I mean, that guy was just so dedicated right. and let's be honest, like they could use a Cena type right now. Like they, was- they are in, they're getting Cena back right for a little bit, I guess. He's coming right. this week. Yeah, which I mean, I think is probably going to set up him in theory at SummerSlam. Like to me, that kind of makes the most sense. But um, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. To be honest with you, um, I think everyone's so yeah, getting guess- their, their their twenty year anniversary between Orton and now <laughs> Cena. Maybe Dave will come in and do a little bit. Brock. We'll have a lot of stuff like maybe Shelton Benjamin, probably not, but <laughs> no, I don't know. No. It's just interesting to see all these guys 20 years in the business. It's like, it's so crazy. Maybe if he wants to be like Bobby Lashley's manager or something, yeah. he can get something going. I don't For know. Sure. But like, I guess we can start with Vince and then we can kind of go into other stuff. But uh, let me get a drink real quick. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So, how I feel about the Vince McMahon thing. Um, let me ask a question. Yeah, yeah. I think I know the answer. I think a lot of your mm-hmm. viewers probably had the same answer. Were you surprised? No, not at all. Was yeah. I was I surprised that it found its way to the public a little bit? Yeah. A little bit. Because I I mean, we we believe that he's been doing shady stuff for a long time. Why is this one made it to the and not only that, like they did do an agreement for her to be quiet. And it still leaked out because of a friend or whatever. So that part I find interesting. I think the most interesting thing about the whole story is what we don't know yet. And that's, I don't know if we'll ever know it, but who leaked that story? Like, yeah, it had to be someone from the trusted group of inside. I don't know if it's going to be people on the board or people close to events. Somebody close enough had to leak that. And, I think the the thing that surprised me the most 
was that they, that Stephanie took that leave of absence mm-hmm. just to come back. Like that, that to me was strange. So, and, and I feel like that that was planned because she, this is, they've known about this since April. Right. So like, I, so why did she take a leave of absence? Well, what, why, why not only that? that, not only is it, why did she take, take a leave of absence, but they buried her in the, the media for how yeah. bad she was at her job. Like right. openly said, like she wasn't really performing. We got to get somebody in here who can be able to do this. And granted, she takes a leave of absence. They said she's coming back. They immediately replace her with someone else. So it's yeah. like, okay, she's not going to come back for that. And then you're thinking, okay, she's going to take time for family. Obviously, Hunter's got stuff going on. Like that could be a legitimate reason why. And then right. a couple of weeks later, we have all this. And now she's somewhat running the company. Like what is going on with this, with this place right now? This feels like a TV show right it now. Does. Like it really does. And like who like okay, I mean if, if we're just going to spitball here, oh, another thing that I thought was interesting, I never really paid attention to Vince and Linda's relationship. I mean, that seems like that thing is like dead. Like they yeah. they live in separate houses, they are no longer like together. And then when Vince talked about like his his wife in past tense on the Pat McAfee mm-hmm. show, I was just thinking to myself like, oh, he had another wife. Like <laughs> I, it just didn't even add up. You right. know what I mean? So that I found really interesting as well. So it's like, how do I say this? Am I am I disgusted? Am I bothered? It's like not really, just because I know who Vince is. We've known like, all this so, stuff for a very long time, right? And and so like nothing's really changed in my perspective. If anything, I think the guy's nuts for showing up on TV after all this stuff. And it makes me wonder: in the world that we're living in, the cancel culture world that we do live in, in 2022, where people can get corporations to bend. Is Vince gonna make it out of this thing? It I don't know. Like wrestling's such a funny business where yes, like there's not a big light shined on it, so a lot of people have no clue what's going on unless you have like what is it, Wall Street Journal or whoever came out with it. So they come up with something like yeah. that, or like yep. uh what's the show called that they did a couple uh, years ago or something on WWE. Um last week tonight unless they do something about it where like unless they do stuff like that people aren't going to know about it unless it's us and we've known about stuff like this for so long that it's just like you know it doesn't like you said it doesn't surprise us at all to me it's gonna have to be like the deshaun watson thing where like when it first came out it was just kind of like oh you know these girls are full of it whatever and then it was like how many are there right oh there's like 24 right and then there's more and more and then it was like Oh, okay, so then they've come to this. He's he's agreed to this deal. He's ready to move on. He says he never did any of this stuff. And then it's like his uh, uh, lawyer's like, you know, it's not illegal to have a happy ending. And then he's like, I'm not for sure how many girls it was that I've had masseuses with. And it's like, oh, he's actually had like 67 meetings. Mm-hmm. To me, that's where it's going to be like if Vince is like, this isn't the only one. And then there's also this that happened. And then right. that's where it's like, can he escape that? Because that's coming. Yeah, I don't think it's the only one. And I think that's probably one of the more interesting things is who else 
did they get these agreements with? Like, it seems like there's been multiple women. Is it people in the office? Is it talent? Like, like who are these people that got, you know, this, this hush money? And, and, and you know, like, like you said, stuff is going to come out. And I, I think that's going to be the most damning thing is like how many of these people are going to come out and what exactly was going to go. You know, if, if we find that stuff out, what exactly was going on with it? So, right. I, I don't know, man. If it man, looks like, like he's running like a brothel in his office, that's going to be a problem. Right. <laughs> like, like I, I, I don't know. I'll say this. I feel I am not comp, not 100% confident that Vince is going to make it out. Like, I kind of feel like this could be the one that does him in. Just because his age, um, how much – I'm not sure how much commitment he still has in the game. Mm-hmm. And – it's like they could have a lot on him that he just can't escape from just a morality standpoint, right? From a, from a, I don't know how much of it will be breaking the law, but just how many, how many people will be offended. And they are a public company. Right. Like a lot of the stuff that people are mentioning that he's gotten away with, it was before they were a public company. So now he has shareholders and people like that to where they're like, look, I don't feel comfortable. I feel like our stock is dropping because this guy's involved. Like he needs to go. So, and I don't miss, I think Nick Khan's kind of like, Hey, get the hell out of here. So I can right. take this thing. You know what I mean? So I don't know. But one thing I found interesting too, is like if Nick Khan has been wanting to get the value up for WWE to sell it, like this is a damaging blow. In my opinion, at this point, I feel like WWE just went on discount because of this. Do you think it's damaging? And you have a super chat that's kind of on tying into what we're saying. But do you think cool. it's damaging in the sense of because Vince is still there that like if they were trying to sell, like it would hurt their price? I'm just because I'm, I'm thinking of a situation like. I look at like uh, Activision, who Activision, granted, I don't necessarily think it was the guy running it, but like their culture of their company was really, really bad. And it got to the point where Microsoft stepped in, was like, let's just buy this thing and we'll take it from there. But the guy in charge is still technically running the company for like another year or something like that. Yeah. Do you think it could be a situation like that where if they were to sell, like you'd be like, okay, this is in the sense of Vince, like he's on his way out. But then I've heard a lot of people say like, if they're going to sell, then maybe Vince will do like a Dana White type of deal where he's still like the figurehead. He's still like the person in front yeah. of the camera as like the person that's running the, the company. So I don't know. See, it's, to, it's it's really hard to tell. See, to me, I feel like this is where Stephanie steps in. And then this is what you would get is if they do sell, Stephanie runs the operations. Nick Khan is like kind of like the, the other guy behind the scenes doing the stuff that you don't see on TV. But Stephanie's the one that you would see on TV. Stephanie would be the one that would take the market share calls and all that other stuff, talking about the stocks and all that. That's kind of how I feel. I, I feel like if they're going to sell, if you don't have Vince, you're not going to have any McMahon in that, in that company, honestly. I, yeah. and, and you can kind of see like they're they're getting all of them out between Shane and Steph and Hunter. Like, I know, right? Kind of fall on the other side. And Vince is the only one left right now. And I just feel like if it was a situation where they were going to sell, if it's not Vince, then it's no one else. And they're going to get completely different people on there. Well, and this is another thing that just blew me away. He could give a damn 
if he's the CEO, he just wants to be in charge of creative. Like that cracked me up. Like everything else, whatever, I'll give it up. But I am still in charge of the books here, people. So I, I, I don't know. I personally would just love to see what it would look like without Vince. Like literally just step down and go away. And then let's see what it looks like without you in a you sense of I mean? where they are right now or being sold and not seeing with Vince I, in a sense of where they are right now because you you've always said like once a corporation takes over it's yeah. not going to be what you thought of before so if it's a sense of like, I, I, we see it right now I do Vince, think, yeah I do think it is to be careful what you wish for I yeah. really do and, and like for all the people that hate Dana White I fear the UFC when Dana White is gone like I don't think it will improve at all I think it would be drastically worse Maybe fighters would get paid more, but at the end of the day, like, I just don't think that they would run the business nowhere near what they do right now. But I do think that that Hunter Campbell is the guy to take over when Dana, Mm -hmm. and if Dana trusts Hunter enough, I feel like Hunter will go by the Dana White playbook for the most part. But like, you know, another thing I find interesting is like, okay, Bruce Pritchard is now in charge of talent relations and all that stuff, which is crazy. Terrible. But Hello, MJF, right? But anyways, I I will say, what about, like, this guy's been fired before, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, all these guys, John Laurinaitis, who's caught in all this mess, too, he's been fired before. Like, all of Vince's trusted people that he had, like, have been let go. There's Mm -hmm. not, like, this tight-knit, close bond, I feel, in that company. And that's why I feel like everyone's kind of looking out for themselves right now. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, but like for Vince to come out on SmackDown and then to come out on raw and they do his little strut. And it's just like, he's just acting like he's untouchable. Mm-hmm. And I, I, and I think that he's really playing with fire there because this is just a different world we live in now. I um, they just have a carousel of of people coming in and out. The same people, like yep. all those guys, are just yes men. So that's why yep. they'll easily just fall for Vince. And I think that's what's going to happen with John Laurinaitis. Eventually, yep. it's going to happen again with Bruce Prichard. I don't think Stephanie's going to fire him again, um, because I think she's just probably taking orders from Vince. But it's just the same guys over and over. Eventually, Bischoff might be back in there again, just to get oh, a paycheck, God. and he'll be back out. But it's the same thing over and over. And you just have to, like, you got to think, like, what events wasn't there? Like, who's in charge of anything? And granted, yeah, you think that, you know, the creative and everything will, will, will be better. But, like, everything's just kind of stopping on his dime. And if he goes away, like, things will probably be out of control. At least, you know, until you can kind of straighten things up and kind of get some order. But just for what the sense of things are right now, it's just like... Well, well, and I was thinking, too, like, what if Cody actually reaches the mountaintop and gets the title and Vince isn't the guy that gave it to him? Like, does that completely diminish the title? Because it's like that title is affiliated with Vince and his decisions. Like when you made it, when you became champion, you got Vince's approval. You're 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 saying that you you're saying that if he got the championship and Vince wasn't there, it wasn't like Vince saw him as a champion. He wanted him to be a champion. I got you. I feel you. Like, does that completely diminish that that accomplishment that his family never got? You know what I mean? Because yeah, Vince wasn't the one that was there. It was Nick Khan's decision because he sold the most T-shirts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's 
I really want more of like Nick Khan's philosophy. And we'll take the super chat from Alex Fitzgerald. Appreciate the super chat, bud. Um, do you think Nick Khan might take over WWE if this Vince situation keeps going south? Um, I think that's the ultimate goal, right? But I'm very curious with the whole Stephanie thing. I, like, what if Nick Khan and Stephanie have a good relationship together? And it's like they're they're comfortable with each person in their own role. Like, then what would be the point of trying to take Stephanie out, I guess? So and I and I just don't know. I don't know what Stephanie wants for the future. I don't know where the hell Hunter is at this point, like on this whole stuff. Like, cause I mean, if I'm Stephanie and I'm really running the show, I'll be like, Hunter, go do NXT, but do it with the main roster and, and let's compete. Let's mm-hmm. really go after AEW. You know what I mean? So, and that's another thing too, that kind of concerns me is like, okay, let's say it is up for sale or it does go so like, how much does that affect AEW? Because one of the main reasons a lot of those guys are over there is because they hate Vince or they didn't like working for Vince. If Vince is gone, that might change perspectives, you know? Well, I mean, that's, that, and that's not bad. I mean, again, healthy competition no, I agree. is really good. It'll help the business. And I agree. especially if they somehow straighten up their creative and their booking, then that's awesome. Like, no, at the end of the day, I want I would love for WWE to be awesome. Like, I don't watch it because I don't think it's good, but yeah, I would love for the top dog in wrestling to be awesome along with the other stuff that I watch on here. So it's nothing wrong with that. I, I would say the thing with Nick Khan is you know, you were asking, like, you know, what does Hunter want? What does Stephanie want? Like, what does Nick Khan want? Like, yeah, if he comes in here and facilitates a sale of WWE and they sell for seven, eight billion dollars, like is he going to be, a, all right, I'm out, like, on to the next yeah. adventure. Like, I right. did this challenge. Like, I got you guys a crazy TV deal, and I got you guys sold a couple years after that. Like, exactly. I'm going to move on to something else. So, I don't know. It's it's all interesting on there. But, yeah, like, with him being in charge, I mean, it would definitely be interesting to see where they go. But, like you said, it would just be totally corporate, and I'm not really sure how that's going like, to work in this episode. Imagine they sell it to Universal. Right, they just sell it to Universal, and like they hire somebody that they hear is good, whether that's Eric Bischoff, which could possibly be like Eric Bischoff has TV experience, he once did WCW, but like you can see how bad this could get. Like, they could just start going off of like outsiders, they don't want anybody that's actually affiliated with the company right now. Do they contact Hulk Hogan? Like, I'm just saying, like, there could be something because this is what happens. Way more celebrities. Right. These corporations don't really know what the fan base wants, and they're just going off of what worked in the past or what they've heard from so-called experts that probably have invested interests because of other reasons. It's their friend, or they worked with them before, or Mm -hmm. whatever. So... I just, like I said, be careful what you wish for. Like, I know that Vince has been a huge pain in the ass. He's made a lot of stupid decisions and it's bad. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't think you can get any worse. I do. I yeah. think you can get a lot worse. So um, it, it will be interesting. But it's crazy, right? Because it's like, who, who like, what ship is going to fall that moves the next step? You know what I mean? Right. Like you can only 
Like, are we just all of a sudden one day going be like, well, we reviewed the stuff. Vince is going to take a six month suspension and then come back, but he'll be head of creative the entire time. Like, right. Okay. Like, what is that? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, I, don't I think know. I think another thing that I was um, a reason why Vince may have come out on TV is because you probably have a lot of those fans in that crowd who don't really follow stuff online and maybe they don't really understand like the potential severity of what's going on. So like they hear like on Friday afternoon, Thursday, Friday, they hear that stuff is going on with Vince and they're like, oh man, like this seems like serious or whatever. And then they turn on SmackDown and see him out there smiling and like being really, you know, cool with the fans. Like, oh, like, okay, I guess he's acting like this. There's nothing really wrong or anything that's going right. on. And they're back to, you know, business as usual. And you can see a lot of those fans don't care, man. Like, I I, I didn't even know <clears throat> until like earlier today that Vince had showed up on Raw the other night. So I watched a little clip of him and you have the fans, they're doing the bowing and chanting no chance. And it's just like, that dude is bulletproof to that, to that fan base, man. Yes, definitely. And it's at the point now where like all the ones that have shown that they're no longer loyal have left, right? But the ones that are still there, you know, if you see a grown man with a beard bowing to Vince, he is a lifer. He's mm-hmm. going nowhere. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think that's Very where they are with their with their base. Their two million viewers. I think that is the floor right now. Granted, it could it can get worse on there, but it hasn't for a while. And I think this is where we are. So that fan base, they're going to eat up anything that that they see on on, on TV. And also, I mean, obviously, as a company, that's what you want. That's what you want your fans to go out there and eat up your product for sure. Um, but like I said, when he comes out there, he's just God to all of them. So even in their eyes, he, he does no wrong. I for sure, for sure. All right, guys, if you can, please smash that like button. We have uh, 39 people in the chat right now. I really appreciate that. We're also going to be giving away a Wrestle Rumble for um, whoever submits Super Chats. It will be put into a... Uh, uh, whatever you call it, a drawing. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, we'll see who uh wins that, and uh, it'll be for the Forbidden Door uh prizes for a thousand bucks. So if you guys wanted uh participate in that, just send a super chat, and we appreciate the support. Um, so I guess we'll jump right from there to uh, is do you think Sasha's been released? Like, there's a lot of people that believe it's happened at this point, and then like, what do you think her future plans are? At least seems like all the reports, at least the rumors has been no reports, but the rumors are that she's probably been released. Um, obviously, we don't really know what that entails, if she's got to be on the sideline for a year, if she's going to be able to go anywhere and, you know, 90 days or whatnot. Um, obviously, I'm crossing my fingers. Hopefully, she's leaving there. I wanted to see that back in 2019, but she decided to stay and that's fine. Um, but I would love to see her outside of that, specifically in AEW, of course. Um, but also if she wants right. to travel, like if she wants to do like indie loops or something like that, or if she does like a random GCW weekend or something like that to, to pop a crowd. Alley catch. Yeah, man. Like <laughs> it, it would just be cool just to see her in an atmosphere. I mean, obviously is one of the top, you know, American female stars out there. I think it sucks for them to lose her because I feel like she is legitimately like the biggest star like that the company has. Like, I'm, I'm real Do you think to- that she is the biggest star or she could be the biggest star if they would like fully get behind her? Do you think she already reached that? 
I don't think that she is the biggest star in the way of who in their eyes, because obviously right. they push Roman way more than her. They push Rhonda and Charlotte more than her. Yeah. But I think like legitimately, she's probably the biggest star you have. Like you look, I'll look at like ratings for like SmackDown will come out mm-hmm. and like Brandon Thurston will post like post like the quarter hours and you see her quarter hour when she's on there, it spikes up every single time. And I'll just look yeah. on there. I was like, what happened? And you look on there, this is Sasha Banks segment every single time. I really yeah. think that she is legitimate. If it's not her, it's Roman for sure. Um, right. But she's definitely one of the top stars that they have. And I feel like they really can't afford to lose her just because of what's going on with them not being able to make stars like you would hope so. And then everyone, like the entire wrestling world is on the injury injury reserve right now. It so sucks. to be able to lose a top star like that, I, I think it's 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 a it's a bad deal for her. But for me as a fan to see her outside again, potentially in someone like AEW, that would be really awesome to see. Not only that, I mean, in my opinion, AEW's weakest division is the women's division. Like it's gotten better. They've definitely added more pieces, but like you had a piece like Sasha, that is that is huge. And there is room for more top female talent. You know, like when we get new uh, male signees or whatever, it's like, man, like, where, where are you going to put him? Like, there's yeah. no room. Like, there's room for Sasha. So, and where was she? Well, she would be Mercedes, right? Like, yeah. that's her. Yeah. So, I mean, it would get over. It's, but I, mean, I awesome name, so. Yeah. 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 So, either way, it works. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think she would be an absolute huge get for AEW if they could if they could land her. I, I I'm on a fence where I don't think. I mean, yeah, I guess everything they do is probably the weakest. I don't necessarily think that the women's division in AEW is weak. For me, it's just really like the presentation. Like it's become like I wish they would break up the monotony a little bit when it comes to their women's division. Like. I know for Britt sure, Baker. like tomorrow night. Well, not only that, like I like Brit, but I know that yeah, tomorrow too. night when I turn on Dynamite, I'm watching for probably like an hour and twenty minutes. At that nine twenty ish mark, we're gonna get a yeah. women's backstage segment, and then we're gonna get a women's match, and then you might get another women's segment, and then that's it. And yeah. you know, I've I've gotten used to that point, and honestly, I, I hate to say it, but it's kind of like I have my little lull when I'm watching the show, just because all of this part on right here is so exciting. I've kind of burnt myself out for this little bit of section here, and I want to get myself ready for the main event that's coming up. So I wish that they would yeah. break that up. And, you know, if we have somebody like a Sasha Banks, maybe you can have a women's uh, a women's match or a women's segment open the show or end the show or something like that. You know, you don't necessarily right. just have to have, like, your, you know, championship cage match to be the main event. You can do something where you have, like, a, you know, standard women's match or something like that. So I think her coming in would help out with that. And then also, you know, it'll get yeah. maybe some other women to come in because there's a lot of other free agents out there that could potentially be a good fit for them. But obviously you have so many people in that roster, you got to start thinking logistics and be like, hey, like, yes, like we have these people out here, but I also have these people here on my roster that I would love to push. And, you know, I want to make sure that we can try to get something out of them. Like, you know, Chris Statlander, she's starting to heat up. You don't want to sign people and yeah. kind of overshadow her. So it's definitely going to be interesting, but I do know that if Sasha Banks is available, you a thousand percent sign her. Like, don't worry about anyone else. Yeah. Like, she is at the top for sure. I, I mean, honestly, any of the four horsewomen, if you can get one of them, mm-hmm. you you sign them. I mean, they've you you could like I don't I don't even know if it's much of an argument. I mean, those four women 
have completely changed pro wrestling for women by like a country mile. Like they've all contributed so much. And I, like I said, Sasha and I, and me personally, like, I don't think Sasha is looking to get into Hollywood only. Like, I think that she still wants to wrestle. I think she loves it too much to just be like, I'm done. So I I personally think if Sasha's a free agent, she will wind up in AEW. Where where did all of the Sasha's going to go to Hollywood? Where did this stuff come from? Because she was in Star Wars. And it's not even like Star Wars. She was in Star Wars Wars for like She was in Mandalorian. And she was like a little side character that maybe might turn out to be like a bigger role down the line. But that's it. And then she did a Monday Night Football commercial right like she had something there but that's it and everybody's like oh my god i mean she is gonna take over hollywood yeah i don't think a lot of people knew that i think they just heard that she was on the mandalorian it's a big star wars project and like oh she must have done something well like she didn't and i love sasha i'm not hating her but i'm just saying like she didn't do a lot actually well and she's also she's had to leave twice for season one for season two and season three so people are thinking, damn, she just keeps getting booked for Hollywood. She's out of here. But it's the same show. It's not like it's multiple different roles. Right. So um th- that but but I mean AEW would be so easy to be able to to have her. She could do a movie for six weeks and come back or whatever the case may be, like if that was the case. You have but, like company like Discovery right there with like Yep. All of these different projects on there. That, hey, maybe we can throw her on there for a guest star on whatever I mean, dude, the heck. Samoa HBO. Joe, Samoa Joe is going to be in Twisted Metal. Like, I what what is yeah. that? You right. know what I mean? So I, Sasha for sure. Um, so yeah, I I don't think that yeah everyone's just like oh she's she's bound for Hollywood now. We lost her. I'm like yeah, calm down. Right. You know, I'll say this too though. Sasha Banks has a different type of fan base, man. Like that—that that, that is a. It almost kind of reminds me of like the Bray Wyatt fan base. Like I feel like that they are ultra connected to these people, mm-hmm. and they just won't accept anything like less than what they think that they deserve. And with Bray, it's so weird because. I really feel like Bray's best fit is WWE. Like, I feel like that that's where the bread and butter is for him. It makes the most sense for him. And that fan base is desperate for him to come back. Yeah. And I kind of feel like Sasha's going to be the same way. Like, they're, those fans love Sasha. I don't know if they love Mercedes. And I don't know if they're they're going to be okay with her being on the second show. Like, I think part of the whole Sasha experience is because she was in the number one wrestling show and she was a top female and all this stuff like i don't don't know if they'll travel with her some will for sure but man i was a i was at a meet and greet one time and i mean like dude this this skinny dude was dressed up just like her with like the pink hair and the whole the glasses and everything and then he met her and i mean bawling just bawling after meeting her and there's a lot of people that are like that with her dude i remember back in 2000 watching mtv listening to cds eminem made this song called stan right yeah for sure oh, and yeah. 
like the the video is just like dang like this fan is like really crazy and everything at yep. all and we kind of adapted that word but it wasn't i don't at least maybe because like the internet wasn't so big i didn't necessarily right. see stuff like that but like yep. you look at it now and like the internet like there are so many people who are literally stands for a specific wrestler and that's why yes. they watch wwe and you have so many fans at least here online is what we can see but you have yep. so many people who are like that where they like Alexa Bliss, or they like, yes, you know, whoever, like you said, Sasha on there. I, I even you see people who stands for NXT wrestlers, like Nikita Lyons, like she's been on TV for six minutes. Like, how are you a stand? You have a profile picture and everything, number one fan, like, get out of here. But Booty. I feel like that's yeah, why, yeah, right, sure. <laughs> but you have a lot of those fans like that, and I mean, just these super, super diehard, but. Yeah, I mean, I could agree with you. Maybe it's the character and not necessarily the person playing the character that they are infatuated with. So it'll definitely right. be interesting to see if, you know, if she does leave, if they if they follow her. Yeah, because I don't know if the boss is coming to AEW. I don't know what she will be. And that's kind of like a cool thing, too, though, because then you get to kind of see her creative idea and her creative vision of what she wants to be. And right. so... It would be interesting. So what about Paige? What do you think of that? I mean, good for her for getting out of that contract. It seems like she wanted to stay in there. Um, It seemed like she enjoyed getting that check, which I ain't mad at her because she gets your money. Because that girl went through so much, man, before she was like 30 years old. So she's been through a lot. Let her get what she wants to do for sure. Oh, she's been through a lot. Yeah, let her do what she wants to do. But it looks like she wants, I guess, to try to wrestle. Um, I don't necessarily know if you're like AEW, if that's something that you want to like deal with. Mm-hmm. Necessarily just like in the ring. I don't really think her outside, like that's that's not an issue, honestly. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I, I but like you. her in the ring, like is that something that you want to deal with? But honestly, if she gets cleared and can go, like why wouldn't you take that shot? Like she wasn't like an amazing wrestler in there, but she serves pretty decently. And obviously she's a star. So again, yeah. if it's something that can help you, you know, it might be worth it. But you definitely got to weigh, weigh out the options for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it, it's interesting. Um, cause like, would you get a page or would you spend the money on like a, like a can, I was gonna say Candace Michelle. Good God. <laughs> a Candace LeRae. Would you spend it on like a Candace LeRae? Would you spend it on a Dakota right. Kai? Would you spend that on, you know, right. all these other women that are out there? Um, it's, it's interesting. Like I said, I know, you know, I'm not spending Tony's money. It's his pockets, but you definitely got to see what works best as far as like what money you want to spend or, you know, what uh wrestler you want to spend money on. Well, if I remember correctly, her injury, it was like just something freak. Like it wasn't even, didn't even look bad. All of a sudden she just like lost feeling and she couldn't move in the ring. And I'm like, that, that just makes me uncomfortable when it comes to her injury history. So that's when, that's when Sasha know. got all that hate because yeah. Sasha was in the match, that dark match or, or like the house uh, show match. Yeah, and Sasha got all that hate because they said that she was the one that injured Paige. Yeah, so and then with Naomi, it kind of feels like she's gonna fall on the sword. Like I feel like she's gonna back out and come back, and then yeah. Sasha's Sasha's gonna fall on the sword, and Naomi's just be like, "All right, well, she was cool and all, but I'll come back." You know, she. I, I, I mean, know. I feel like she's like she's like perfectly made for WWE, especially that Agreed. entrance and everything she has. Like, this yep. is all she really needs to do. Like, the entrance gets over, the, the glowing and everything. So, like, yeah. This she, dope th- live. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty yeah. dope live. I mean, that's kind of like, that's what you go to WWE for. Like, my buddy yep. and I, 
like not even thinking about it. I would say probably since like 2007, when we went to WWE shows, we used to say that we're going to watch entrances because that's what yeah. you're going to see. Like that's the real part of the show. And honestly, I think it's even more that now than it is back then. Like you're going to see just the the the, the glitz yep. and glamour and the lights and everything. Yep. And yeah, her entrance falls directly in line with that. Yeah, no, I feel you there. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I'm also kind of at the point, too, where, like, when it comes to AEW, like, I don't know how many more free agents I really want to see. Like, I'm pretty okay with what we got, especially if we're going to start mixing New Japan in there, too. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I think we're pretty solid core right now. What are, What are your thoughts there? Yeah, again, it's, if it, it has to make sense. Again, if it's a Sasha Banks, I'm going to sign her for sure. I don't know if there's any, like, other, like, top-tier free agents out there on top of my mind I'm thinking of. You think of somebody like Cesaro. I I, I could fully see him going back to Vince, honestly. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, just I, I could see him going back. If he if he goes somewhere, I mean, obviously, Ring of Honor's there. Eventually, he's going to have a TV show, and it'd be cool to see, see him on there. Cesaro but... be perfect for like that Owen Hart tournament but like a right. one-off right. just to go in there see how he likes it see how the crowd reacts to him and then like he's no longer committed he just came in for a one-off whatever I, I just don't know if he he fits I mean he's fine but I just don't know if like long term he would get the fulfillment like it's not like oh I'm finally free and now I'm going to be used all the time and I can you know like, I don't think he would right. be like yeah, like it's not like he's going to come out here and be world champion. Like, no, like some people just aren't destined to be champion. I don't necessarily think that's like part of like their skill set. I don't think it's part of like anything with them. I think it has to do with like timing. It has to do yep. with like your peers and everything and just kind of where you fit in the landscape. And you have people like Cesaro, you have like top of my head, Tomohiro Shi. Like, these are amazing wrestlers yeah. who put on awesome yeah. matches all the time. They're not going to be world champion. And like, Although even I if he gave were... Ishii the title over Evil, just saying. Well, I, well, I, you, I might have given bad luck folly. Honestly, <laughs> the title over Evil because at least it's like, <laughs> let's see what happens. I don't know. Like, let's see what happens. But yeah, yeah, I definitely <laughs> for sure. But again, you're gonna have those guys that are just not gonna be yeah. a world champion. Again, I don't think that's part of like their legacy or a part of like their, you know, what they're able to bring to the table. But it's just that's just the way it is for some guys. And Cesaro is definitely like that. So I can see him going back to Vince for sure. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they need to sign anyone again, unless there's some type of crazy free agent out there. I think their core, what they have right now, is, it's a really solid roster. They have like their divisions and like their their tiers and everything. And I, I, I think is really solid for sure. And if you just keep yeah. cramming more people, more people, you're just going to have more of that chatter, like he keeps signing people. He's not worried about his day ones and everything. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think the roster that they have right now is it's pretty good for sure. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I'm ready to be a little chopping block here and get rid of some of these people. Like, not all of them are like not all the day ones was what I mean. But like, it's definitely some that like I just don't think fit as much anymore. Like, if you're mainly just showing them on dark, they probably don't need to be around anymore. So it, it really just depends. I mean, because you know, dark serves its purpose. You're you're really trying out those indie guys and just seeing if you can yeah. you know, maybe get something out of there. And then obviously you're giving reps to guys that you're signed to and everything. But 
Um, I don't necessarily think they need to get rid of anyone. I mean, if there was going to be someone that I think, quote unquote, that they should get rid of, it will probably be someone who they're actually using like on TV that I'm thinking, uh, maybe they don't need to be there right now. Like, I'm not going to necessarily get rid of Jake Hager. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he's having like one match every six months or something like that. And he's just a huge yeah. stands in the corner. But yeah, I mean, again, I, I don't necessarily think that you're going to have a lot of guys who obviously their contracts are going to come to an end. And that's just the way it is. But it also seems like Tony picking up a lot of these guys as well. Like, you know, I see Peter Avalon still on dark. I Which thought his crazy. contract ended, but he's still uh. showing up. And maybe it's like a parents thing. But I mean. Yeah, I hate the guy for having a job and getting his money. And no, 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 for sure. Yeah, but like it, that's kind of the part that bothers me a little bit about Tony. Like, I need some more hard stances of like, yeah, you know, it's just not, it's not really working. We kind of move on. Like, how do you feel about the Dark Order? Because I just don't know where they fit. Like to me, it's like they peaked with Hangman, and then it's kind of like, okay, now what? Like. I think they're slow. I think we talked about this last time, but they're slowly starting to to break away from each other. At least I feel. Yep. Like Cabana's yep. not there anymore. I hear he's just kind of working on ROH, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> so um, he's kind of gone away. Obviously, Stu Grayson's gone from the company. Yep. Um, yep. Anna Jay came out to her regular gear at the pay per view, and they made yep. it you know a point to, to point it out. She was star to show and everything. So, and then like I, Evil Uno without Stu Grayson is kind of like. I just don't know if he can stand on his own as a Steve Luno, you know what I mean? It would just have to be in like a trios match with like right, you know, with like Silver and Reynolds or something like that. And maybe that's the future of Dark Order. They're trios and it's it is Silver and uh um uh, Reynolds and, Reynolds, and yeah. Evil Uno. Because I can so even like see maybe... um what's his name breaking away eventually. Because eventually you gotta take that mask off of him. Like it's just it's over yeah. right now. So yeah, yeah. ten. Yeah, they take the mask off of him. Going yeah, time. and I mean he's he's every every now and then you see him. Like I, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't feel like he's also one of Cody's guys, so he could yeah, <laughs> jump ship anytime go. as well. See you later. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, I don't know. And 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 that's that's a good point too about like American nightmare people and like kind of where they fit in and stuff. Like I kind of like how they've done with Red Velvet with like making her part of Anna Jade's faction or, or Jade's faction. Mm-hmm. Like that, that makes sense. Like it's just, it's interesting, but I, I, I do think Tony does a pretty good job of trying to find new spots for people. One thing that people want to criticize AEW for a lot is there's too many factions and I get that, but I also feel like it's a way to get guys on TV to mm-hmm. keep them still relevant. And it doesn't make you have to like, have them constantly in matches you still get to see them you still get to know they're out there and then when they have a match it's like oh okay which like you said with hager it works fits um i mean yeah like they created a stable with the acclaimed and the gun club yes they got over like yes that stick every week with caster does his rap and then the ass boys do the the wrong city, wrong town, and then Caster yeah. comes in like it's over. <laughs> so like yeah, yeah, being able to put and honestly, you know, I come from the mentality of like New Japan and all these guys being in different factions. But like you said, it kind of keeps things going, keeps things moving. These guys can be in you know tag matches and trios matches and whatnot, and still have some something to do while they're on the sideline if they don't have like a main story going on. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't mind I don't mind the factions all that much. 
All right, Vincent, I appreciate the super chat, man. Thank you very much. And uh, do you guys see Omega coming back tomorrow to set up a match with Jay White? A lot mm. of people have thought this because Jay White said that he's not going to challenge Adam Page and he's not going to challenge Adam Cole and he has somebody else in mind that he wants to challenge. So, um, and they kind of were going back and forth like before Kenny got injured. So it's not completely out of the realm. The only way this would happen is if Kenny's been working us and he's really close to coming back and we thought it was like months and months away. The John um, Cena. Right. Back. I'm a little bit more I'm a little bit concerned that it's going to be somebody else that's even like less than Hangman and Adam Cole and I don't know what that would be and I don't want to say so here's my thought process Brian Danielson is supposed to come out and address the forbidden door status and blood and guts there, if you put both of those on there to me that makes it seem like you're going to miss them that's what but I mean. but it could possibly be that like he's out there and he says that he's good to go for forbidden door. And then Jay white comes out and challenges him. I could see that happening. I know they've talked about Zack Sabre jr, but maybe they want to give Jay white a more high profile match. And Zack Sabre jr. Just has to take a back seat. Um, what are your thoughts on, on what, who Jay white is going to face and could it possibly be Kenny Omega? I th I've been reading the rumors about Kenny. I even read like this, this fan thing on Reddit where a guy pointed out how uh, Gallows and Anderson were throwing up the elite in the picture with Jay White and they were trying to hide it when Jay White was looking. I'm like, this is some real trippy stuff. But maybe they're telling the truth on there. But right. Yeah. I mean, and I think like he hinted, like um, I, I caught uh, BT, I think um, uh, Page, Heyman Page at the end of it, he hinted at, at Kenny Omega coming back. And yeah, that would be insane. Like, if he were to make it back for the show, and that's something that we all kind of wanted. Like that, that that would be awesome. And that changes everything, in my opinion, hype wise. I, it's really hard. Like, I feel like tomorrow, like we're just gonna get like a tidal wave of, of matches being announced for the show. <laughs> and Excalibur, get that voice ready. Yeah, buddy. for so, sure. Blah, 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 blah. Like. <laughs> I know Adam Cole mentioned it. Like, is Okada gonna be on the show? Like, right. At first, I was thinking about like he was gonna take time off. His wife, I think, was about to have a baby or something like that. But they said that's not until August. So I'm like, yep. oh, okay. And if they say it's like her birthday or whatever, I'm like, okay, bring him to Chicago, like shorter sites. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, is he gonna be there? Are they gonna Leave do a the triple hotel. threat? Yeah, for sure. Are they do a triple threat? <laughs> They're gonna do a four way. Um, a four way would be nuts. Especially yeah. if you can put like a hang, I mean, a, a Kenny Omega in there. I don't know, man. It's like it's cool. it's really hard to say until like we hear this card tomorrow. Like I I really don't know what direction they're gonna go. Like they're keeping everything close to the vest on this one. Honestly, I don't I don't have, I know a lot of people were upset about that about them not really announcing anything. But one like AEW has kind of been doing this for the past few pay per view cycles where they kind of wait until like the week before or the week of to kind of announce like. The, like a half like six or seven matches or something like that so i'm used to that and then the fact that they don't really need to announce this stuff soon because they've already sold the building out so you don't need to sell any more tickets you're really just selling pay-per-view and people don't buy pay-per-view until like the day of or the day before right so i feel like again you're gonna get a big title wave of ma matches being announced here but 
I don't know, man. If they announce like a Kenny Omega coming back or Oof, it's a that just, deal. yeah, that would just be so sick. That's Obviously, I want deal. to do the be healthy and take his time back. Yep. But the selfish wrestling fan of me is like, if you're free, bro, like, like, let's get to it for sure. And then, like, dude, it's like, I think it shows in Wisconsin tomorrow. I'm not positive. I think it is. Like, we're going to bring back Kenny Omega in Wisconsin? Like, man, like, but if I if I was him, I would do the, I would bring his New Japan music for that one. Like, just Jay White's talking and then, boom, hit that and have him come out. I'm, yes. Or I, would you I, do a situation where you heavily tease it or announce it where, like, it doesn't get announced? tomorrow and then it's just like the fourth person will just be there as like you know the third man type of situation or something and then we obviously you know they're they're pointing out to be kenny omega something like that would be neat so that way you don't waste the return and we'll see what would be dope would be dope is if it did turn out to be a four-way and it was jay white adam page okada and omega because omega and uh, adam page still kind of have unfinished business Okada and Omega, I mean, enough said there. Jay White, like these are all former foes of Kenny Omega. That would be incredible. But God dang, like Kenny's Twitter depresses me. He makes it out like he's basically retired. Like, yeah, I'll never be the same. And see, that's where I'm kind of starting to feel like, are they working us? Are they working? Like, because he just did like the Joey Janela match, like down dark. They someone talked about, and he was posting on Twitter and was just saying, like, yeah, I can never do that again. You know, like, I don't have those in me anymore. But it's like, is, are you just working us and then tomorrow you're dropping the bomb? Because I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I saw something like a YouTube video or Instagram post or something like that where he was getting some, like, treatment or something like that. And they were talking about how, like, it was, like, rapid treatment or it was supposed to, like, yeah. the recovery time is supposed to be, like, way quicker than the- – so you could have something like that, and like again, he can show up as a cyborg tomorrow Tony Khan on Sunday, like and a just like three million dollar check to get right. Kenny healed for Forbidden Door. Right yeah, there, you go. He did the whole <laughs> like Kobe went over to Germany to get his surgery. Yeah, <laughs> he sent him over exactly. there, like get my guy right so I can send him back and get him ready on there. But he said, yeah, that, uh, he that, said that, would, that would be Jacksonville insane. Jaguars private jet or whatever Kenny wherever he needed to go to mm-hmm. Tony. Wrote him a check to give to the company. Here, Kenny, just give him that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, it would be awesome. If he showed up, it would be awesome. I'm not having my hopes up. I'm I'm trying to keep my my excitement level. That's how I've been through this whole thing. I mean, you knew, like, when this thing was first announced, like, I kept saying, like, I'm not going to be super excited. Like, it's not going to be, like, all the crazy dream matches that we want. Yep. And you can see, like, the politics are coming into play. You yep. see Andrade's not able to be in the match. Yep. I'll be on the show, Lucha Bros. Lucha just, Bros. Yep. And stuff like that. Like, I knew it was going to happen. And, like, you know. But I, I still think even then, I, I feel like the card has been decent. And, again, I think that we're going to get some some good matches announced tomorrow. Yeah. What do you think about Kenny just possibly showing up just for, like, a promo? Like, almost like RVD One Night Stand 05. Like, we haven't seen him since – uh, full gear he makes his comeback or whatever just to cut a promo and then we'll see him in a couple months later but just kind of let it be known that he's getting close i feel like unless he was like going out there to like set something up a challenge I-, I would just hold it off to be honest with you i feel like van damme needed to be on that show because it was 
you know, the celebration of ECW and whatnot. And I don't necessarily yep. think like this show is like this is a definitely almost like a quote celebration of pro wrestling on there, but not necessarily of certain in particular that Kenny Omega is going to be involved with. So, yeah, I think RVD should have been a part of that. But with this, you might want to save that until like he's especially if he's still going to be a little bit far away from returning. Yeah. You'll probably want to save that for a little bit later. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like the people that bought a ticket, like the overall satisfaction is like, oh man, we saw Omega come back. We, we saw these matches. Like I got that full new Japan experience because I'm, I'm concerned about the casual fan with this, this show. Like I, if you're a casual fan, I don't necessarily know how to sell this to you. Because Tanahashi and Moxley doesn't do it for you for the AEW title. I mean, like, and I don't blame you if it doesn't, right? right? Like, you don't know who Tanahashi is or whatever. But, like, I just, there's nothing in this thing that really, to me, reaches that just I mainly watch AEW and this is, like, I have to see this show. Um, Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa, like, if you were really into that, I that might be one. But, like, I, I don't... I don't the show's know. not for the, it's not for casuals. Like no, if, if but I'm worried about this buy rate. Like, what do you think it would be? Like hundred thousand, if that. I think uh, I've read that. Um, I don't know if Dave had mentioned it, but Mike Tanay had said something like a good success for this show would be like ninety thousand, and I definitely thought they were going to do well over a hundred for sure. Yeah, and it's it's something that I, I I'm not worried about in the sense just because it's such like a niche show almost yeah. where like, this is for me, this is for you. This is for the people that's right. watching here. It's not necessarily for my buddy who I might get a text from him like once a month, like, you know, marking out cause Jake Cargill slaying a woman or something like that. So right. I know this is not for him. This is so for someone like me. And honestly, the only way that the casual is going to be sold on the show is for someone like me talking about it and kind of showing my excitement for the show on there. I don't think necessarily that AEW can be able to do anything on a TV show. You can run as many video packages that you want for Tanahashi or Will Ospreay or something like that. Again, I don't necessarily think something like that would hook the casual fan. If the casual fan is going to be hooked, it's because they're going to be seeing what the hardcore fans are doing and get off of their excitement for sure. So, yeah. Um, and again, I don't, you know, unless this thing absolutely bombs for the buy rate, which I don't see that happening, but unless this thing absolutely bombs, obviously this is something that's going to continuously happen. So yes. people will get more comfortable when like the next one happens in six or eight months or something like that, or a year from now, they'll get a little yep. bit more comfortable because they've seen it before on there. So. And obviously, well, once I'm, that one comes, this is one you want to make sure that your punks and your Danielsons and your Coddles, all these people are on there at the same time. Well, and I'm hoping that, you know, like a grand slam now, we could possibly get Osprey to fly in and just have like a dream match with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just opening that communication to where everyone's comfortable with working with everybody. You know what I mean? It's definitely going to be exciting, though. Um, I know some people were down on the Osprey match. Um, obviously, with yeah, him I, coming out being uh, potentially wrestling Andrade, that would have been cool. But honestly, with me, man, I mean, I'm only speaking for myself, but like the Andrade match would have been neat. But the thing about Will Ospreay is that he has great matches with everybody. So, yep. like, there are an abundance of great Will Ospreay matches that I'm sure everyone that's watching this on here have not watched before. Oh, so 100%. You can be able to go on there on all these different streaming sites and YouTube and be able to see any various 
four plus Star Wars Osprey match out there. So I'm not necessarily being upset over not seeing the Andrade match. The fact that it's Orange Cassidy, that's a little bit more towards, for me, what I like to see out of the Forbidden Door. Like, not only matches that, you know, we didn't get to see that we want to see, but stuff that we weren't even thinking about. And I yeah. can tell you that when I, when Orange Cassidy came out last week, it just clicked in my mind, like, that's something I never thought about. Yep. And it immediately thought back to the Revolution match that he had with Pac. And I'm like, yep. he had this match with Pac, and it was awesome. It was really entertaining. It wasn't like a five-star classic, but it was a super entertaining match. Right. In my opinion, you know, you know, Pac is one of the best in the world. I think Osprey is that much better. And I right. feel like if you put him in, in there with um, Orange Cassidy, who Orange Cassidy now understands the crowd way more than what he did a couple of years ago, I think you're going to yeah. have a really, really entertaining match. So I, when I got that, again, yeah, it would have been nice to see him in there with Danielson or someone else. But I'm really looking forward to that match personally. Yeah. So my biggest thing started to be I don't want a five on five. With For sure. United Empire versus Best Friends and a mix of like FTR or something like that. So once I saw Osprey stare down um, Orange Cassidy, I was like, okay, like I'll take it. Also, Osprey's supposed to be defending the U.S. title, so mm-hmm. like more than likely he's gonna win. So I was like, okay, like I'll, I'll accept that. It's not a dream match for me. But it's definitely New Japan versus AEW. Like right. Orange Cassidy is 100% AEW. Osprey is 100% New Japan. So, like, I'm okay with that. And listen, if you don't think that Osprey can't have a five star match with Orange Cassidy, like, he can do it. He mm-hmm. will do it. So, um, and, and I don't, I think people forget how much, like, Orange Cassidy's damn near a main eventer in a lot of times with Tony. Like Orange Cassidy had the title match with Omega and Pac in the double or nothing. Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy beat Adam Cole in that spring breaker show or whatever. Uh, uh, um, still a bad decision. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I'm just saying, like, he's even beat Chris Jericho. Like right. he's he's definitely not just some like jobber mascot. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I I do think that um, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's definitely not my favorite. Like, right. I would have personally loved if, like, uh, Jay White turned down Adam Page and then it was Adam Page and Osprey. Like, I think that would have been amazing. But then you're dealing with the fact that, like, should Adam Page was Osprey or right. the political part and all this stuff. So, like, I get it. So we'll take what we can get. Um, one of the random ones, and this is this to me reminded me so much of like New Japan. I already know what you're gonna say, but go ahead. (laughs) Jericho, Suzuki, Uh Sammy Guevara versus Kingston, Shudo, and uh, Willer Yuta. Like that to me was like this is this is New Japan to a T. Um, I'm not expecting much out of this, but. Listen, this is another thing that we got to think of too. Like a lot of these new Japan guys haven't really experienced a crowd in forever. Like I think that their adrenaline is going to be through the roof with a sold out United Center. I I, I think that that can't be underestimated. Um, I th- well, yeah, but I you, I feel like a, some of these guys have experienced. Like you know, Suzuki's been oh for all sure over the place for sure, and everything. For sure, for but sure. yeah, you're gonna have like. 
God, have any of these people? I mean, Tanahashi, he had the couple matches here in the States with like... Uh, well, and like Osprey, like, okay, 4,000 in Kansas. Right. Or whatever. But like, you know, like 17, 19,000. Right. Like, that is a different being. Like, I, I think that they're going to be pumped. So... I'm looking forward to that and how this they is why I would love to see to like Okada because Okada like thrives in the crowd and everything. And for him to be able yep. to get in there and have like a a match with someone, I don't care. I mean, he's gonna have a great match with whoever you put out there with him. But yeah, it I kind mean, of I, seems I, I like it could be that. Adam Cole. Adam Cole and Okada. I mean, it's not my number one choice, but I'll take it for sure. Right. I'm not gonna be upset with that. Again, if he's on the card, I just want him on the card. To be honest with you. Yeah. With Sammy joining the Jericho Appreciation Society, doesn't it make sense for Sammy to turn to to basically they kick out Daniel Garcia and then Daniel Garcia joins the uh, Blackpool Combat Club? So Sammy's officially in the society. That's what it looked like, and Tay too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they could lose a member on there. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be interesting. I mean, obviously, that's what we wanted to see from the, at least that's what I wanted to see from the start uh, to see Garcia in that group for sure. Yeah. Um, it just depends on how you would transition to that point for sure. Cause I think he does well. Like, I really like him with 2.0. I, I, yeah. I think as their son, I think that works well. I like him in that, even though I think it, so, I like him in that group. Um, so it just feels like how you would transition from there. But yeah, they're starting to get a little bit bloated i guess so losing one member yeah. wouldn't be too bad it'd have been nice to see him on this card against somebody for sure yeah the um, what, do you, what do you think vibe. about the um the tag title match you think ftr wins that i think they win it and then i think the bucks are gonna face them for all the belts at all out would you have ftr go over hmm for a legacy standpoint, I'd want the Bucks to win, but for like this year booking standpoint, it makes sense for FTR to win. Like it's just their year. Yeah. But I would love to see the Bucks win it all and just like shove it in the haters' faces. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the train that the Bucks are the greatest tag team of all time. I don't have any problem yep. of saying that. Um, I don't have any problem with people who disagree with it, but I just you know, it's not their. It's not their. The Bucks, the Bucks are one of those things that's just an acquired taste. Like, if you get it and you enjoy it, then there's nobody better. But, like, if you like like pro wrestling because of, like, Legion of Doom and, like, masculine big bodies that are, like, right. men that could kick people's ass in real life, like, I understand why you don't like the Bucks. But to me, like, that – I view the Bucks as, like, the Shawn Michaels of tag teams. Like, I just think that they're, like, the best. And mm-hmm. when it comes to pay-per-view, big matches, like, they always deliver. Ladder so, match was crazy. Amazing. So I, I love the Bucks. So that, just for me, I would love to see them win all the belts, have all the belts. But it makes no sense booking-wise. Like, FTR mm-hmm. would needs to win. And, and what's going to be sick, though, dude, is, like, their first match – was really good, but it only had like maybe 20% capacity of a crowd. And we never really got to saw see that. And then they had the rematch on dynamite, which was really good. But like, I think their all out match could be like an all timer. Right. Right. Like I think it'd be incredible with the live crowd and the whole thing. Like, I think it'd be amazing. Yeah. Definitely excited for that. But yeah, I, I would, I would 
definitely give it to, to FTR. Like you said, it's their year. Um, I think it helps out their legacy as like one of the top tag teams of all time, even if you don't agree with it. I mean, stuff like that definitely helps out legacy for sure, even if it's a fake belt. It definitely helps them out for sure. And like I said, they've, they've just had a really good year, so I wouldn't mind seeing them. They could turn, uh, you know, score everybody, and Great Khan and Jeff Cobb could, you know, could end up winning this thing and just throw yeah. everything for a loop on there. I don't see that happening, but, you know, who knows? Yeah, it would be interesting. Um, it, it's 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 what I like about the, the FTR run, though, it's like before it was kind of like I never wanted them to question if they made the right decision or not, you know, because they weren't being used a lot. And it was kind of like, OK, they're now back here and they're kind of in the same boat and all this stuff. And now it's like there's no doubt about it. They made the right decision. This is definitely up their stock by going to AEW like they were able to really prove how good they were and even in some singles matches right like dax has been great you know i was gonna say dax i mean he might get a couple of votes for wrestler of the year at this point honestly if you look at yeah. the halfway mark like he's putting in the work i'm not necessarily think he'll win but he definitely should be in a conversation just kind of the work he's putting in right so like it, it's been a really impressive run and it just makes sense for them to get get the whole thing um and, and and honestly, it wouldn't. I I wouldn't even just end it with all out. Like I would keep that Bucks thing going, like almost like a Lucha Bros type thing with the Bucks. Like I feel like that they could even lead to some gimmick matches and things like that all the way probably till the end of the year. Like I think that they're the two best, clearly the two best, and um, just ride that thing out. Yeah, yeah. What do you sure. think about them already breaking up Keith Lee and Swerve? Is it a breakup? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, is it a breakup? If they just kind of have intentions where like things are rough right now, but it'll come back. It's it's very interesting. It's it feels kind of like something Vince would do. Yeah, he'll have the awesome tag team. It's like, nope, we're breaking you guys up a yeah. month later. So I hope like that they not were the case they were getting over team. and yeah, it was it was cool and like I I don't want to say that Keith Lee is. I don't want to say he's lazy, but I just don't know how much motivation he has to like really be the guy. And I think he worked really well in a tag team because then he could hit his signature spots and he's not in there very long. Right. And then Swerve can do his thing and it it just worked. I think it benefits both of them, honestly. Yeah. I, agree. I feel like either you no, know, I feel maybe not Keith Lee to the extent because it's really hard for him to get physically lost in the shadow, but I mean, I could see something like that where if he kind of gets lost in the shuffle. It's also with Swerve getting lost in the shuffle, but it helps yep. him out. If you can become a strong tag team, I mean, yeah, that definitely helps them both out for sure. So hopefully that's this is just like a little riff and they can still stay a, a team for a bit. Because I would I would love to see more of them versus Starks and Hobbs because I, I enjoyed their stuff for sure. Yeah, for sure. And Starks and Hobbs, that's another one, too, that hopefully they they stick together for a while and they don't break them up because I just don't see the point in that unless you're just totally ready to move on from Team Taz. Yeah, so, yeah, unless you're ready to just go go heavy on Ricky Starks and a push like that, then, yeah, that probably should stay together right now. So Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm, Thunder Rosa, right? I don't know. Damn, you got to think about it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't I like know. I mean – I mean, they could stick with her for sure, but you know, I, I'm not gonna say Tony Storm is hot right now, but you could maybe 
you know, spark her up a little bit right there and kind of give her a, a big win. And I don't think it's going to hurt anything. I don't think, you know, I don't feel like Rose's championship reign has been lighting the world on fire. I like her a lot, no. but, it, you know, it just hasn't been a strong reign. And um, she almost kind of reminds me of the baby face. It's more exciting to be chasing the belt than to have it. I mean, the majority of baby faces are I like agree. That. Luckily, I feel like Hangman got out of that group where he yeah, became agreed. like a really awesome champion. But I feel like it started out that like, oh, man, we were really awesome to see him win the belt. And then he won it. It's just like, uh, you know, we kind of expected that. Now what's going to happen? Yeah. There? So, right. It'd be nice to see her come out of that for sure. But again, I, I wouldn't be mad if they gave it to Tony Storm. I mean, she's an awesome wrestler. I feel like she can be maybe marketable for sure. So it'd be nice to see yep. that. Again, just to kind of freshen things up just because, you know, we've dealt with Brit. I want to say dealt, but we had Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa for the last year being like, you know, center parts of the women's division. So having a new face like Tony Storm in there and she can start to, you know, feud with like a Jamie Hayter. I would love to see them have a feud for the title. Um, it'd be really cool to see for sure. Yeah. Um, did you, so Ishii did qualify for this match? Yeah, he beat Clark Connors today. Okay. So, yeah. I, and I mean, I, I figured that's what it was going to be. Yes. And I'll say this, like, um, when I when I first saw how they were using Miro when he was a badass, TNT champion everything, I was just like, man, him and Ishii would be awesome. Mm-hmm. So, like, just the fact that we're getting this in a four-way, I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. Um, I would love this to see like, match, a, like a, eventually like a one on one match, maybe in like yes. Japan, like that crowd. That would yes. be awesome for sure. Yes. Um, this match to me could definitely be match of the night. Mm-hmm. This could be the, the show stealer. Uh, we have Miro, we have Pac, we have Ishii. And in my opinion, Malachi Black is probably going to beat Penta. So, uh, yeah, Penta can't be on the show, so it's all right. No, exactly. So, (laughs) that that, that's a great point. Thank you, Brandon. I didn't even think about that, but that that was confirmed. So, um, who do you think wins this match? I I wouldn't be mad if Ishii won because, like, the all I know people got upset when this belt got announced, but like, immediately when I heard it, for me, the thought was this is the Forbidden Door title. This is the title that you can switch between New Japan and AEW, maybe even like an impact or something like that. And you yeah. don't have to worry about booking and whatnot. Like, hey, like I can have a Shii come in on Dynamite and defend that title versus a Sammy Guevara or, or, or a Dante Martin or something like that. And, you know, eventually one of these wrestlers can win. And again, you have this one belt that you're going to switch back and forth between the two companies. And I think that really helps out when it comes to the booking of it. So, um, I, I wouldn't matter if she, if she won that, um, especially because, you know, even though I don't agree with it, people saying that AEW has a lot of championships right now, um, you know, maybe you don't need that one in the company at the moment. So you can have a she over in New Japan and kind of holding that thing. Um, but if, if they want someone here in, in AEW even winning it, it would be nice if Pac could win it. Uh, we've seen Miro with a singles title. Be, I mean, I'm not going to be against Miro with that, but we've seen him with a singles title. Um, yeah. I, I just feel like I, I would love to see Pac kind of get a little bit of run with some type of championship. Yeah, and Pac would be one of those guys that like you would look forward to every time he defends that title. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that would be cool. I like I the like belt. Like I said, I, I really, I really like the. I like the look of the belt. I like the idea 
behind the belt, so I don't really have an issue with it. the name. Kind of sucks, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do like Atlantic. the idea of the belt for sure. I feel like I feel like Black could use some gold too, because I, I I feel like he could like just the moment that you decide to pull that trigger, you could take him right to the main event if you want to, because he has that presence about him. He definitely can deliver in the ring. Um, I wouldn't mind I think seeing him gr- go for the like world title though, honestly. I agree. He could he could be I a agree. cool contender. You know, I, I view him as like the the way that Lance Archer like just had that little mm-hmm. mini feud with Adam Page. Like I would love to see that that happen. So if it was like Black and John Moxley and like right. a mini feud for like a month. Yes, right. please. I'll right, take absolutely. that all day long. So I don't think it um, hurts him for losing and the matches will no. be awesome. And yeah, I'll be really interested in see that for sure. As long as he keeps the hocus pocus magics for you know a little far away <laughs> keep that yeah. away from the tv and everything then i'll be good on there don't bring out your cheerleader uh no. manager i had whatever. to skip i skipped that whole thing on the road too i'm just like i'm good <laughs> just show me the matches <laughs> i don't really need to see the hocus pocus stuff just show me the matches i'm good did yeah. you see the road too by the way no i did not oh my god it, the way it opens is so sick like they immediately show really? Kenny omega they talk about hey omega was the guy in new japan like when okay. he left, he he helped he he um handed the company over to Will Osprey and Jay See, White and dude, they do like a whole thing. There is a lot awesome. there is a lot of Kenny that they're starting to drop mm-hmm. here. They're like there really might be something to this. Yeah. And they show him like dude. in New Japan, the, the, the last match if that he had. Kenny Omega shows up tomorrow, I might be calling into work. Like I I I'll be up all night. I will just be like going yeah, nuts. I might look at the flight. Those flights. <laughs> just, just like, That's trust a good me, point. I've been telling. That's a good point. Yeah, because uh, uh, my mom called me. She was asking me what I was doing this week. I was like, yeah, I might end up in Chicago. I don't know. Like, we're gonna see what happens. So, but you they know, know like something crazy like kid, that. I might do that. You know, like when you're a kid, you're thinking to yourself, like, man, how can I get my parents to get the pay per view, or how can I figure this out? Like, and so you think about all week. Now that you're an adult, it's like. I might just like decide to fly there. And right. Go. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the evolution. Of like it, now we have so. the option to just hit the button and just order on my tea. But I could actually just like let me just go there. Yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna go. The hell with it. Um, man, that would be wild. Yeah. I really don't want to let myself down though. So. Say, yep, yep. <laughs> let me just see what happens. Let me see what they announce um, tomorrow. Um, but either way, like I said, I think the show is going to turn out to be um, to be really good. And just the fact that it's just already a quick turnaround of a a week of an AEW pay per view is just that's really fun. Because <laughs> with yes. me, like like the the especially the weekend of the pay per view, it's just like I'm so giddy and just super excited yep. for this show to happen. And like I said, for it to just turn back around, and obviously we have another one coming up here in a couple of months. It's, it's really cool yep. to see. So I feel like as a fan, they could, you know, definitely afford, you know, more than four. Maybe if they want to do like six a year or something like that. I think six. Like I'm, I think I'm six super is the cool. spot. Yeah. I think six is a spot. And then you still have your grand slams and all this other stuff that you do with like uh, your fighter fest and whatever else on certain dynamites. But like six is, six the, uh, is the what spot. was the one they announced for Minnesota? It's on the lake battle at the lake or something, which quake like, at the okay. lake. Quake, quake at the lake, yeah. I love it. It's so corny. It's so old school. I love it. <laughs> but I bet you that show's going to be fire. They're yeah. coming to a place that they previously bought a pay-per-view, brought a pay-per-view to. So, All like, right. I have a feeling it's going to be good. Um, so, yeah. Uh, man, and they announced, they, uh, they didn't announce, but 
they put out that article, which is weird. Um, it was just one little tweet that they put out where basically Tony was talking about they're gonna start to look to come to uh Canada. So yeah. like that would be because we haven't really heard where they're gonna know. I mean, I guess they said it's gonna be at this uh the now arena, which is all out. Like I'm that kind of like a bummer. Like you can stay in Chicago, no problem, but like you're gonna go to the lesser arena, like yeah, you're gonna be in the United Center this Sunday, and now you're gonna go back. Like, I don't know about that one. Like, yeah, I don't know either. Hopefully, hopefully that's a fake report or something. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't, I don't like it. Um, yeah. So the main event, John Moxley Tanahashi. I, I've texted you and told you that like this one doesn't really do too much for me. You told me not to sleep on Tanahashi. I'm kind of sleeping on Tanahashi here, Brandon. Why do you think that uh, the ace is going to come through in this thing? He always comes through in the big matches, man, especially when he knows he needs to be on. Like if it's a Wrestle Kingdom or like a, a G1 final or something like that, he always comes on. And granted, it could be like limitations. Like I don't know. I mean, all these guys are beat up, and I don't really know where Tana yeah. stands on that point on there. Um, he hasn't been working too much. Like even like the match – that he had a dominion. Like I thought it was going to be like this all out. Like and it was just like, Oh, like 12 minutes and he beat him. I was like, Oh, maybe he's conserving energy or something like that. But <laughs> I'm not like, like Tanahashi is one of the greatest of all time. And Moxley is full on. I think if he's not one, he's one, a one B when it comes to the rest of the year at the moment, just for like the output yeah. he's put out. So I think we right. have both of them, and like this match, this is something that's been building for for so so long, yeah, like almost over a year. Like they were supposed to wrestle it all out, all out. So yeah. for yeah, for it to be building up this long, I, I think it's gonna gonna deliver for sure. I hate that some of the anticipation behind who's gonna win maybe kind of left me a little bit just because with them announcing Tanahashi for G One, it's like. I doubt that they, the AEW champion is going to be in the G1 and be away from TV for a month. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they will. I have no clue what they have planned on there. Uh, maybe it'll be a situation where he wins the interim AEW title and then, like, there's a four way for that IWGP belt and, like, an AEW guy like Omega wins that. So, then the IWGP belt's on Dynamite each week. I have no clue what they're going to do on there. But either yeah. way, again, I, I think the match. For sure, with Tanahashi and Moxley will be really good. Yeah, man. So, what do you think could happen that hasn't been announced yet? Like matches that you think you we could see. It really depends, like Danielson, man. Like if Dragon is healthy, which I hope yeah. he is. I mean, yeah, your Zack Saber Junior match. I think that would be really, really awesome to see. And honestly, I don't really know what's going on with Dragon, but that would be like. "Quote unquote," the safest match that you can possibly put on. Like I agree, Zack Saber Junior. wrestled Katsuyori Shibata like in the ring. Like it wasn't a wrestling match, but they got a little bit physical. And obviously, this guy hasn't been in the ring yeah. since 2017. So I feel like if you want to have like a safe match, that will probably be the one to do. So I would love to see that again. I would love to see if they're going to have anything with Okada, and then like all the other things. Like, are they going to do something with Naito or Lij? Like, are they going to be involved at all? Like, you know. Um, are we going to see uh, Tajihichi Mori? Are we going to see uh, Hiromu Takahashi? Like, there's a lot of names that are there for New Japan that we haven't heard anything about yet. And I don't know, like, maybe some of these guys just don't want, like, I can easily see them coming to Naito and be like, hey, like, Forbidden Door in Chicago. He's like, eh, I don't care about that. Because, yeah. you know, I, I, I see, like, Naito, he doesn't 
care about American wrestling. He only watches New Japan wrestling. So something like this might not interest him on there. So he might not be on the show. But I don't know. This all depends on, on what they have coming up. But again, with the injuries and like weird stuff going on with like Obushi, it's it's really hard to call yeah. what's what's about to happen here. But again, I think I, I have a feeling that we're gonna get a good card of this, especially when we're gonna get tomorrow. Yeah. I was thinking one that they could revisit that they've kind of always been a fan of is uh, Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly because now mm-hmm. that he's back. So yeah. I think that that's one that they could possibly do. Um, I'm surprised they brought him back on like a Road 2 show. Like Domin- Dominion was right there. Like he could have just yeah. brought him back in like Greek fan film, but he just brought him back to Corkin. And Corkin, they, they like damn it exploded for him which was awesome like they actually made a little bit of noise when he came out which is really cool to see yeah they, they couldn't they couldn't uh hold it in no that's that that's uh, gonna end especially with g yeah after that has to end please god please <laughs> so speaking um i guess that that covers the forbidden door i mean listen if you are a fan of AEW, if you like pro wrestling i think this is worth worth your time to order it um, even if you're not familiar with a lot of the New Japan guys, I think it's enough guys there. They'll still be a very entertaining show. Um, I'm not sure how the full card will look and all what we're going to get, but I, I'm pretty confident that it will deliver because I feel I feel like based on the success of this show will be what we will get in the future. So yeah, hopefully it's a really good uh, show. Um yeah, Hiromo versus Darby Allen. That would be sick. I would be all for that. Yeah, um, I would love to see Darby on this on the show somehow for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've been kind of hinting at like Darby and Sting versus Red Dragon. Do you just go ahead and do that at the Forbidden Door? All right. That's uh that's a dynamite main event for me, or yeah. like the opening match or something like that. I yeah. wouldn't put that on the preview for sure. I just don't know. I just don't know. Because because a lot of it's not even built up. It would just have to be like just random stuff picked out, and I, and I don't know what they'd want to do there. It's, it's, yeah, I feel it, like this like is said, this is the show where you can do random stuff because we just I agree. Have guy versus guy, like I don't really need backstory. There's no point. It's just too well, much. Like, and like you could do heel versus heel, babyface versus babyface, because this is really about AEW versus New Japan. So it doesn't necessarily. And a majority to... of the guys on the show are going to get cheered. No, hundred percent. Like, because like you 100%. know, for stars from everywhere. So like, you're not gonna have a lot of booing or anything at all of the show. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, do you think that uh, we see uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman at all? No, no. You mean yeah. like on the Forbidden Door? I mean, maybe to close out the show. Like Moxley wins the bell, Maxwell attacks him because this is like a joke of a show to him, you know. Because uh, I, I feel be like very that, surprised. I feel like that once we start getting to all out build up, we're, we're going to start to see MJF again. Unless, yeah. like what Jericho said, and Tony's literally just making him sit at home. I don't know. No, I don't think that's the case. I mean, I think they're keeping them off of TV for a reason, but I I don't necessarily see him coming out on this show. But I don't know, man. I was on the fence, like you know, Josh. We were we were talking about in the group chat, and I was like. I didn't necessarily think MJF was going to come back, like, by all out. Like, I was thinking, like, fall time, like September, October, or something like that, he might show up, like, full gear or whatever. But I have no clue. I don't know what their plans are. Here's the thing, though, is, like, 
Punk was their number one draw, right? MJF was their number two draw. Like, right. if you lose both those guys, that's pretty tough. So sure. I, I don't I don't know what their plans are, but I mean the ratings last week were brutal. Like that that was that was not good. And I, I thought that was one of the best dynamites they've had like all year for sure. Right. So um I, I don't I don't know where that fits in. But I do think there's gonna be some type of surprises. But I have a hard time believing that like no CM Punk, no Brian Danielson, and then they're not going to give you Okada either. Like I feel like right. Okada's got to be there. I really do. We'll see. It, we'll it would see be super, super disappointing. Not super disappointing, but it would be a bummer for sure if he if he wasn't on that show, especially for me, because again, I consider him, if not the top wrestler I've ever seen on there. I mean, he's definitely near the top for sure. So to see him on the show and hopefully like the people who don't watch a lot of New Japan and they've been hearing us sing the praises of Okada for the last 10 years and be like, hey, this is the guy like we would love for you to see and for him not to be on the show there, that would have to be a bummer for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's like you automatically, you already don't have Kenny, right? Like, let's just say. And then you don't have um, Punk. So it's like you've got to find a way to get Okada in there, especially if you don't have Brian Danielson. Like I, I just, I just can't imagine them not doing it. But you know, if the wife doesn't want to go to Chicago, what can you do? I don't know. No, nah, man, she can. There's plenty of stuff, fun stuff to do in Chicago. She can be a tourist. Go get her a hot get dog. Get some pizza. Take her to Wrigley Field. He likes baseball. Take her to Wrigley Field. Yeah, there you go. This is where they filmed Rookie of the Year. Like, don't you want to see that? Yeah, like Punk can give him a tour or something. (laughs) Figure it out. So yeah, it. But but I'm not gonna lie. Like normally pay per view weekend, I'm like at a ten. I'm probably at an eight. But like I said, it could totally change by tomorrow. Like once I know the full card, once I know what I'm getting, like we'll see what goes on. Yeah, I mean, I think the closer that you get to it, that's that's how it is. I mean, there's probably like those last like few years of WrestleMania that like leading up to him like yeah whatever i know for sure like 31 i just did not care at all and like he got to the day of i'm like damn i think i'm excited for this show <laughs> it's maybe so, yeah. uh yay. yeah yeah it'll definitely get to that point for sure yeah right on so looking at the g1 i was kind of like so can you explain to me how the four blocks work instead of the two i mean i think they're doing so it's what seven guys in each block so it's 28 guys total. So of the seven guys, you're going to obviously have six matches. And then I would assume there's going to be like a semifinals and a final type of situation. They're going to have four block winners. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to take – I don't know if it was a situation where they're going to take like the top two guys as far as like the points or whatever. But I would assume it would be the top four and they'll do like some type of like playoff system. Like, you know, one yeah. and done type of situation. That would be my guess for sure. And um, I was just looking at the the blocks the other day, just trying to figure out who I think was going to win. And I think I narrowed, narrowed it down to, like, Osprey, Jay White, Tanahashi, not to me, uh, Okada, and yep. I want to say Naito was in that same block of Tanahashi. Because yes. initially I said Tanahashi, but I was thinking Naito. I was thinking Naito might even win. I the think C thing, block but... is the most stacked. You have Kenta, Zack Saber Jr., Goto, Tanahashi, Naito, Aaron Hanare, and Evil. Like that's the best out of like 
all the other ones that I've seen. Um, I think Osprey's is weak. Not a big fan of that one. And how many times are him and Shingo going to kill each other? Yeah, but uh, isn't um, isn't LP in that block as well? Yes, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. that in Osprey. But like Finley's in it, um, Yoshihashi, Juice, and then uh, the the Bullet Club guy, Takahashi, the the one that always had the the chick that had the Bullet Club tattoo on her ass. He's in it in the D block as well. So, um, yeah, not too thrilled about that. And then A block, Lance Archer, um, Jonah, Yano, Okada, Tom Lawler, Jeff Cobb, and Bad Luck Fale. I'm excited so, for um, Tom Lawler to be in there. I think he's going to get over yeah. for sure. And, yeah. Um, you know, him versus Okada just sounds really awesome. Okada versus Jonah sounds great. Okada versus Lance Archer. Pretty much everyone except Toriano and Fale. I watch Okada wrestle in that block. Yeah. Yeah. And then B block is Jay White, Ishii, Tomatonga, Tachi, Sonata, Great Okan, and Chase Owens. Chase, yeah. Again, I so, think I mean, Jay White's definitely wearing. Jay White. Yep. Jay's definitely wearing, winning B. I think Okada's definitely winning A. Honestly, man, it, it to me, it kind of seems like Osprey and Okada in the finals. Well, would you you would have Osprey win that? I think it's time. He's got. I've been saying it forever. He has to beat Okada, and then it's what like, you, well, what do you think is well? Is it necessary that he needs to beat Okada, or he needs to beat Okada at Wrestle Kingdom because he's dropped the I, last I, two? I think he just needs to beat Okada. Just yeah. Because it's not just beating Okada, it's beating him in the G1 final. And then that that marks off two things that he has never done. He's never beat Okada, and he's never uh, won the G1. And those were the two things that has been holding him back for, like, career accomplishments, right? So I think it's the – and then that kind of explains the whole I'm getting screwed thing. It's like he's been screwed all the way up to this point. And then he finally reaches the top of winning the G1 and beating Okada. And that gives him a ton of momentum going into Wrestle Kingdom, in my opinion. And then he would go against Jay White at Wrestle Kingdom? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't I I, I don't know if Jay, it wouldn't surprise me if Okada somehow found a way to get the title back or something like that, or maybe Okada's already, I don't know. But it, it just also wouldn't surprise me if Okada and Osprey run it back in a rematch for the whole thing. So I had to uh, double check. I knew I wasn't going crazy. So Osprey's beaten Okada. When? He beat Okada um, two years ago in the G1, the, the 2020 okay. G1. That's the one probably didn't want to watch because it was everything was dead. So yeah, I have him, but I, I, I probably ignored it because it was the like no mm-hmm. crowd and all that. Yeah. Okay. But he beat him there. Um, but still, I mean, obviously for him. But don't to, you think like a G one final has much yeah, more for merit sure. than just yeah. But yeah, I, I was thinking for sure he needs to avenge those those Wrestle Kingdom defeats. I mean, yeah. two in a row for sure, three overall. Like that's like yeah, you got to avenge those for sure. Especially when you got someone like Jay White. Jay White is the polar opposite of what Oscar when it comes to Okada. Like all he does is beat Okada. Yep. yep. <laughs> he beat Okada at Wrestle Kingdom in like thirteen minutes. And like you beat him for the title, yeah. 
And like he beats him clean too, man. Mm-hmm. Like Blade Runner, goodbye. Like yeah. what? That's one thing I think that's weak about Osprey's game is that his finisher, man. Everybody kicks out of it. Not necessarily the what, hidden blade. What, like once, what is, I want to say, which one are you talking about, though? I, I I just mean like he has multiple ones, and usually right. the hidden blade does them in. But anything else, it's like multiple kickouts. So that's that's the only thing that sucks. Because like. Ray he doesn't Baker. use a Stormbreaker as much as he should, honestly. Well, the Stormbreaker he uses usually after he hits the Hidden Blade to really put it over. But, like, so, so I don't know. But I feel like in New Japan, the finishers are really protected. But, man, to me, it's like a lot of people kick out of his stuff. So, I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see, uh, but I mean, honestly, if you want to go story wise, it kind of sounds like Okada would win the G1 and then face Osprey, a, an upset Osprey that he still didn't win. You took everything from me, and then they do it at Wrestle Kingdom again, and then Osprey would beat Okada. Yeah, if that that makes sense. But I, I feel like Osprey needs to win the G1. It would be nice watch to it, see. Watch sure. it be just Tanahashi. Be- I'll just break everything in my house. <laughs> Tanahashi winning one more time, hey man. Tanahashi winning in 2018 was like really, really awesome. But it was also four years ago, so yeah. I don't, I don't. That was don't that was against. Was that against Ibushi? That was Ibushi, yeah. And then Ibushi yeah. beat Jay White the next year, which is one of my yeah. favorite matches in New Japan. I thought that match was awesome. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of Okada and Jay White this last one in Dominion? I thought it was good. I thought it was. I thought uh, it was good. It was, you know, it was typical Jay White where you have like the 35-minute, 45, the 40-minute main event in New Japan. And I feel like they've kind of gone away from that a little bit recently where like Okada's just going in there and like 20, 25 minutes just beating dudes straight up, right after it's over. So to have him come in there and do like his long match. But, that, you know, that's what Jay White does. That's that's how he puts together his matches. He's really cerebral. Like I said, he's like a new H Triple H and He'll have like these long main events, but like they're super physical and like, you know, the psychology in the matches are really good. And yeah, I I I enjoy him a lot. And again, I feel like it would be a little bit stronger if you had a crowd behind it to be able to cheer and boo it for sure. But um it's it's definitely one I I mean I've been singing the praises of the guy for since like twenty seventeen when he was with Ring of Honor. I like him a lot. And like I said, I I thought that match was uh really good. I thought it was definitely the highlight of that show, that show wasn't as strong as I wanted it to be. I was super excited for it. And a lot of the matches just like, oh, huh, okay, that happened. Okay, it just okay, felt kind of like they were going through the motions. Like, it was just <laughs> nothing that was, like, really there of substance. I, I like Because Wrestling Dantaku was awesome. Like, it felt like a really big yeah. show. Like, you know, like a reset show. And I was like, okay, Dominion, here we go, second biggest show of the year. And it's just like, yeah, Osprey match was great. And the, the main event yep. was great. And everything else was just like... It wasn't bad, but I don't think it was like something that you know you needed to go out of your seat. Yep, I'm with you. I agree. Chris Ward with the super chat. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Uh, evening, boys. I agree that the build of Forbidden Door thus far has been a little subpar, but without Punk, Brian, Kenny, MJF, and Okada, well, excuse me, I still say the overall card looks pretty decent. Yeah, and I, and I mean we still haven't seen the finished product, and I think that by the time Dynamite ends on Wednesday. I think we'll all be feeling pretty good about the card. I, I really yeah. do. And it's just a testament to the roster of not having those guys and still having, like you said, a pretty decent card. Like you didn't have to like panic or anything at all versus 
you look on the other company, like That's their home Brock God. and Roman again. <laughs> I, Brock and I Roman can't again. believe that. I can't believe can't. it. I, no, I can. I definitely can. I just, I hate it with a passion. I mean, I sat there in that in the stands watching that match, and it, it's just like I could care less. They're just, it, and then they're like, it's the biggest WrestleMania of all time. So what's this, the biggest SummerSlam of all time? Like, mm-hmm. it just, man, you just gone to that well way too many times. But it's like, this is what happens. You don't have Cody. You don't have Orton. You don't believe enough in Riddle to be like, I know. So you don't believe in Riddle enough to be the guy. Um, You're probably also worried that Riddle might do something stupid outside of the the wrestling world. So, I mean, that could be a problem too. So, like, what else? Theory, maybe, you know? Um, Seth Rollins, I think, is probably your best bet at this point. But he just lost three times. He lost three times, but he can win that money in the bank at least. And then it's like he can have his shot whenever he wants it, right? So I've seen people online, they're freaking out. They want this to happen where he wins the money in the bank and cashes in. I'm like, that's WrestleMania from like eight years ago. Like we saw yeah. that exact thing. Roman and Brock and stuff cashes in. Like, have we not gone? Have we not advanced past that at all? Like, this is not good. No. I think that they're just so willing to take something that they enjoy that they'll take the rehash version of it over like just what they currently have. So I, I it wouldn't be bad if it, was, if it was good. The match is like delivered. Like, you know, I'm not complaining that we're going to get Young Bucks and Pence and Phoenix over and over. Like, I'll, I'll take that no. every three or four months. If you want to keep giving to me, that's fine for sure because the matches are awesome. But like, this Roman match is so and- worn out. Roman and Brock kind of reminds me of like Cena and Orton. Like it's just it's they're the two big names, but they they do they're they're just boring and they're not that entertaining and they don't have a lot of great matches and it's just kind of like whatever. I I hate do you, it. Do I you agree with the the sentiment that Roman Reigns is like in his reign of terror right now, like his Triple H title reign? Do you think that's the case for him? Not necessarily in the sense of him book, because obviously we know that Hunter had a little bit more influence as far as booking, but just in the sense of him beating everyone, do you do you put that on par? Yeah. No, because I really view so like you know, when Triple was on his reign of terror, you could have easily gave the, the the title to Rob Van Dam. You could have easily gave the title to Booker T. You could have easily gave the title to a lot of those guys. I don't feel like that they've even booked it to the point to where it's believable somebody can beat Roman. That's the problem. Like Cody was the only one that was like right there that like by the time that he hit SummerSlam undefeated, it would have made sense for him to dethrone Roman, right? right? I don't know about anybody else. Like to me, it's just the irresponsibility of the booking, not necessarily the talent. Because, I mean, talent-wise, I think, like, Riddle's one of your best. And he showed it with, with the match with Roman. Like, he, he looked like he belonged. He looked like he could go. Like, but what else do you do? You know, you like I said, you've got theory. I mean, you want to really, you know, put the money behind Madcap Moss and see if you can get something going there. Like, I, I don't know what you do. I think that 
This is a hot take that I've, I've hot I've take from Brandon. Here we go. I think that Roman Reigns, not the guy. I think he's probably like a real awesome guy and everything. But the character Roman yeah. Reigns, I think that character might be the most damaging character in WWE history. Just when, you look, when you look at, and I, it has nothing to do with his wrestling. I think he's an awesome wrestler. Like I think he's underrated. He's, he can really go in the ring. But when you look at like his first like big run from like 2014, 2015, up until like 2019 or so, whenever he left. Like they sacrificed the whole roster. Like he wasn't like as like like he didn't reign like and win all the time like he is right now. But the fact that they only focused on getting him over during that time period and didn't really focus on anyone else. You only focused on trying to get Roman Reigns over. And it, it really didn't work. Like, you know, the fans were, you know, booing every every time he walked out there, his matches weren't getting over, you know, like they should have. And I think that you sacrifice all those people that you could have made a star to try to make him a star. Then he goes away and he's come back and he's been a champion for two years and he's beating everybody. And you've done the same thing as well. You haven't tried to put anyone over. You just kind of focused on him and getting him over. And granted, this time it's worked. Like he's, you know, the biggest star in the company for sure. But I yeah. think you've you've wasted time trying to get him over and not focus on anyone else that again i think that he's really damaged two versions of the roster and you see the effects of that right now like you don't have your mainstay cena's not there anymore orton's hurt you always have to go back to brock you don't have anyone else that you can put like you said you know back then hunter could have gave that belt to someone else they could have kept working like can you do that with someone in this roster like yeah we believe in those guys because we understand how good they are but you haven't presented anyone like that on TV, so yeah, I don't know. Just again, I like the guy. I think he's really awesome in the ring, but I think the the roster has suffered tremendously because of them trying to put him over. Yeah, well, but like part of me is just like, how much of it is his fault, and how much is is uh, is it them that just wouldn't let that go? You know what I mean? Yeah, like. Well, and I think they got lost and it was like, dude, we've tried everything to get this guy over and he just can't get over the way that we want him to get over. And then he gets over as a heel and then they're like, now they never want to take pull the trigger off of him. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, now we have to stick with Roman. Like, he's our guy. But like, the problem with like these type of title reigns is what do you do after he loses? Mm -hmm. Like that's when they start thinking, okay, it's time for me to leave and go do movies and go do other stuff. Like it just, it doesn't have that same thing. So like, I feel like he's going to really have a long run with this thing, probably break every record in the book and then he'll finally lose. And then it'll just kind of be like, I just don't see Roman sticking around like, 42 43 and he's like you know on his 13th title win and all that stuff like he just doesn't come across as a guy like that to me but i feel like in a situation like this a title run is supposed to be set up so that you can do that like even if you don't like retire from the company like you can leave for six months or so because you've spent time building other people up you spent the time to build someone up to be able to take that note and then you can kind of walk away and be okay you know you can walk away and be be able to be away for six months or so and you know not have to worry about the company 
not having the stars, but obviously they don't really have the luxury because they haven't they haven't built anyone up. Yeah. And honestly, you have a lot of these guys who are, you know, that you relied on. Like I've heard like Seamus wants to start taking time off. And I don't blame yep. all these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they're turning like 40 and stuff like that. And obviously yep. that's not the end of your career, but you have to think about slowing down a little bit so that way you can be able to do it for another 10, 15 years or something like that. So a lot of these guys, Man, these, like, guys like, these guys have already knocked out 20 years and it's just gone right. by like in a flash. Like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like 20 years at all. You know, I mean, I always, this always blows me away, but like, you know, like Hogan's big run was like from like 83 to like 92. Like we're not even talking about, we're not even talking about 10 years, like where Mm -hmm. it was like that, but like 10 years of these guys and it feels like it's like five, Right. (laughs) you know what I mean? It's kind of like blurs together. The Rock's big run right. is like Austin. Um, right. How long was Austin? The was biggest there? stars in the company, and there was less than ten years of uh, yeah. uh, in the ring. And you got oh, we got Orton twenty years, Cena twenty years. It's like damn, dude. I, dude Rock, <laughs> Rock was bouncing at what two thousand two at SummerSlam, and then he came mm-hmm. back to like face Goldberg at WrestleMania after the the Austin thing. But like that was it after that, and I mean. What he debuted at SummerSlam, I can't think off the top of 96. my head. Not SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Survivor like '96. Mm-hmm. So I mean, crazy. Was it like seven right. years? Yeah. Seven, six, seven years. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, it's wild. But that just goes to show you too how much of a fluke that whole thing was. Like, it was all lightning in a bottle all at once, and it just worked. You know what I mean? Which kind of, which kind of concerns me too about like AEW because I feel like, I feel like I don't want to say they peaked because it's way too early for that, but like I've never seen a momentum that they had to when they had Punk, Adam Cole, and Brian Danielson all join like right around that same month, and then it's, it's kind storm. of just it was a perfect storm, but it it didn't really maintain to a point to where like it took you to that next level. I mean, in certain ways it did, but I don't know who is mainly punk, right? Let's just be honest, but it's like, there's not another punk out there. You know what I mean? Like at this point now, it's gotta be based on what you do and like how much, cause I just don't want them to just have this 900,000 to a million fan base that they're just like, I would like to see them grow, but is that even possible in today's world? Like, what do you think? But it also depends on what you categorize as growth. Like, yeah, like the TV ratings is like the the data that we can see every single week. Yeah. Like we always get Brandon Thurston, so we can always be able to judge off of that. But you look at like, you know, pay-per-view vibes, like, you know, each <laughs> each like, pay-per-view that they've done. Is, of the last pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, for sure. Also, show, by the way, I got excited. I literally today I got excited. I was like, not only is it pay-per-view week, but we get Tony Khan media scrum. I was like, I can't yeah. wait. Just a ramble. I'll listen to him at 90 minutes just oh, rambling on about for everything. sure. It's always, right. it's always entertaining. But and I again, love when he gets triggered. Like, yeah. that one poor guy asked him if the pay-per-view went too long. He wouldn't and stop then, going Oh in my on. god. He's like, is that okay with you? I'm right. just making sure. You're good? Okay, cool. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding, though. We're just, we're cool. 
All right. But I kind of feel like mean, I, I, I'm kind of over that. I'm over that that um, that discussion anyway about it being too long. Like it's it's you know, whatever. We watch one pay per view every four months. Like chill out. That's what I'm saying. But, uh, like if it was like again, every month, right? Okay, I get it. But like we we wait every quarter for these things. I I never want it to end. Right. Like people are and, like, oh, you know, it's too long. I'm, I don't want it to end. Let's keep this right. thing going. And I'm always the next day going back through it and watching something on there. If it was too long, I would like. I wouldn't do that. Like, yeah. I, I, like the last one, double nothing. Like the next day I had off, I just let the whole thing run again. I was like, whatever, like we'll watch it yep. again. And I have no problem with that. But anyway, to the original question, um, again, it just all depends on what you consider to be success. And yeah, you would hopefully that, that magical number of a million, they get over that. But I don't, I don't really look at that to be honest with you. As long as it stays steady, if their pay-per-views are growing, if their attendance at their shows are, you know, steadily being, Either like you know the same, or if it's growing, you know, depending on where they're going to, that that that, that that's where, where it comes for me. About are they growing on there or not? I'm not worried about the the week to week number. Yeah, you see a number like rampage this past week, like damn, like three hundred thousand or something like that. Like that's brutal on there. But you know, like it's a freaking Friday night at ten o'clock. I'm like in the summertime. Yep. Like I didn't, I don't watch it. I watch it the next morning. Like I'm yep. not sitting in my house to watch rampage on a bunch of matches that we already know. The, the result of not only that not only the result like i don't look at rampage spoilers but i can look at the card and be like okay this person's gonna win this person's gonna win this person's gonna win and i yeah. enjoy rampage like i i think it's the easiest hour in wrestling to watch on there but for sure it's something that it's not appointment like i don't need to be sitting here on my couch at 10 o'clock to be able to watch that so again i don't let things like ratings anything get past me as far as like the success for the company it really just depends on what you look at and like i said as long as the previews are there you know, people are going to the shows and people are still extending excited. Like, you know, no one's sitting on their hands at a show. Like, as long as the crowd's excited, like, that's what I'm looking forward to. Because all I can do is watch the show. I can't control anything else. So I just want people to be excited when they're at the shows. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think I would be as, like, concerned about the ratings. But I'm just concerned about the new ownership coming in. And I just want them to be somewhat impressed to where they're like want to give them a pretty big deal to renew them and keep this thing going you know what i mean yeah but they also have you know people who make way more money than what we make who have the numbers and can yeah, see different sure. stuff that we can't see in here and they can present that so even with numbers like this like i'm pretty sure like hey like look at what they're doing week to week and like they're top five every single week every single wednesday so I don't right. really, uh, I don't really stress on it too much. I think it's all gonna work out for sure, dude. If TNA is still around, you know what I'm saying? Congrats to them. I think AEW is in a good space. Yeah, and I guess that's a good segue to TNA has now been around for 20 years. Um, wow, I guess to say and. Uh, that's a that's a great point too about worrying about demise of a company. Because, I mean, in 2008, I was concerned. In 2009, you know, like right. 2022, and here we here we still are. I really don't view them as the same company, though. Like, I really don't. And, I mean, I've said it over and over again. When AJ left, it, it was it was over. Like, it right. never was the same. Um, I think TNA is dead and gone, and Impact Wrestling is now here. And I still think that they do a lot of goofy stuff that just doesn't make a lot of sense when it comes to like, they have great talent, but the matches they decide to book don't match where these talents should be at. It's just really 
head scratching and a lot of stuff. So, um, I just think they're trying to compete in a, a market that's just really, really strong. Like when you have like top companies, like at the peak, you have your WWE, your AEW, your New Japan's. Like when you have them out here, like taking up the real estate of like the wrestling fans, it's really hard to compete when you're in like this little sound stage with like a couple hundred people, like it's a, like yep. a 2011 Ring of Honor show. Like that's really hard to do. And honestly, I, I hate saying that because like I grew up watching those shows and like I had no problem watching the shows with 300, 400 people on it. But now we live where I can aesthetically see on Wednesday nights, like three, four, five thousand, six thousand people in an arena yep. going crazy for AEW. And then the next night I'm going to turn on access and just see the soundstage. And it's really hard to go, go back to that. And I have a sense of, you know, uh, you know, I, I deal with it with Japan, but you know, even then I don't think like, I don't think New Japan is feeling on that level. Like maybe when they do like New Japan strong or something like that, but even then New Japan strong, they brought fans back. So that's not even a point anymore, but it's just, it's, it's really hard to, to get invested when you have all of this stuff going on. And especially again, when you have top companies out there, if it was just like WWE and you had like all these little companies here and there, then yeah, they might be able to fit them on there, but there's just too much out there that you really have to pick and choose what works best. And sometimes you can only watch your anniversaries or your bound for glories and can't really watch the weekly show. So it's yeah. really hard for them to get some type of eyes on the product. I mean, I have them on my DVR, and I mean, I never watch it. Like, I never yeah. watch it. So, I like, I just get clips on Twitter or see stuff on YouTube or whatever, and that's, like, good enough for me. Um, I'll, every now and then, I'll catch – I like the pay-per-views I try to watch. But, I mean, it's – it's like I said, it's very different. Like, when, when now that AEW is here, just – it's so hard to go to the soundstage – and the small crowds and all that. Like, if anything, if I was Impact, my goal would be to be, like, better than GCW. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go viral over what GCW is doing. I want to say that I have more talented people than GCW, and I want to be able to go out there and really just deliver, like, match of the year contenders that were there's just, like, I know I don't have this huge crowd. I know I don't have it, but, like, you, you're going to regret missing my show. Like, that's the attitude they should have. And I feel like that they're almost more focused on, like, WWE telling stories, like, all, all that stuff. And then that's fine, but I don't think that – that's the fan base that you should be trying to get, in my opinion. Because I think that, that, listen, if they're not going to watch AEW, they're damn sure not going to watch you. I Well, I think you have to be a little bit different than what AEW is doing. So if it's just like, okay, like AEW doesn't do, even though they kind of do what WWE does, but like if we're going to be like a little bit more based on story, like we need to make sure our stories are better than what WWE has, and obviously be a little bit stronger than what AEW has. But even then, it's it's really hard to get those eyes on the product, especially when you're a channel that not a lot of people have. Not a lot of people probably know that you are on this channel. Yeah. Um, it's it's just really tough on there. But I thought the show, you know, Slammiversary, I thought it was good. I didn't really think any of the matches were bad. You know, I yeah. thought that it was sincere when it came to like celebrating their history, like. They had like AJ Styles in the video, and they had 
know, Kurt sure. Angle being able to talk on there, which is really cool. They did a really cool video package for Don West and Mike Tanay. And I saw mad tweets with people like Don West, Mike Tanay, like my favorite commentary duo. And I was like, okay, that's, that's really cool to see. Like, it's really awesome to see they get them flowers and like, hey, like they did present some some cool stuff. And, you know, when WWE was like getting on my nerves and we weren't really excited for the product, like, you know, at least TNA was there trying something out and maybe if it didn't hit every time but you know we at least enjoyed them because there was effort involved yep. in there and that's a big reason why we like AEW is because they at least try like they're trying to give the stuff something that they you know that that we want and I feel like Impact was doing the same thing so again it was really cool to see them you know we get to see some of the stars you know AEW shows up on there you know you can be able to kind of give them their flowers and everything so I, I thought the show was good I, I enjoyed the effort that they gave it's like Queen of the Mountain match, even though some of the matches are goofy. Like I hate some of them. Yep. Obviously, like you know, Hang of the Bell. I've never been <laughs> been a fan of that. Um, yeah. But it was just nice to see like the effort that they gave out there for sure. So I thought the show was fine. I don't necessarily see myself watching every week. Maybe now. I mean, obviously, you know, there's no sports going on right now. So maybe my my Thursday nights I can you know watch a couple minutes of it on there for sure. But it's still hard to get uh, get excited for that product for sure. Well, and so like. I guess this just sort of kind of goes to like TNA's legacy. And some of the biggest things that I think that they don't get enough credit for is I really do think they changed wrestling forever in a sense of like what you're seeing in AEW was kind of like TNA's playbook as in they took indie stars and they merged them with like mainstream big yeah. wrestling stars. And we had never seen that before, not yeah. at that scale. So like the fact that you could get, an AJ Styles from like Ring of Honor to face like Sting and the fact that you could get like Austin Aries to like, you know, face a Jeff Jarrett or whatever the case may be. Like there's always like Kurt Angle to be able like you name it to face all the top guys, Samoa Joe and, and all that. Like that, I think it just opened their eyes. Also like that X division match between AJ Joe and, and Daniels, like, those guys that were in a kind of a box in the X division after that match, it was like, no, they could be main eventers. Like they can carry this company. And that kind of changed the outlook and of just like, it wasn't just about size and all that. Like even like Austin Aries, when he won the title against Robert Roode in that X division at destination X, that was great moment. Like there was so many great moments that kind of like advanced wrestling. And uh, there's definitely a lot of bad there, but I think a lot of people took a couple steps back on wrestling. Oh, for sure. But I think a lot. But I think people focus too much on that and don't give them their flowers of what that they do deserve. And I also think that there's a lot of people that are around like our age or younger that are now pro wrestlers that didn't grow up watching WWE. They grew up watching TNA. And right. TNA is like one of the reasons why they wanted to become a wrestler. I mean, Will Ospreay has said that. Uh, Ethan Page said that. There's a lot of people that grew up on TNA. So um, I, I do think that they deserve a lot of credit for that as well. And the fact that they outlasted Ring of Honor is pretty crazy to me. Um, but then when you like hear the stories of Ring of Honor backstage and stuff, it's like, is it that crazy? But I mean, TNA was just as wild. But I mean, 
there was enough movement that happened in TNA that they should have gone out of business, but there were just like one person that was willing to take the risk and to keep it going. Right. Like this is on the same thing with like Sinclair, like they probably could have sold to somebody else and not Tony. And then somebody could have tried to keep it going and it probably could have kept going for whatever, but it, it it's, it's one of those things that, it just keeps finding life in different ways and whether that's massive budget cuts and massive roster cuts and whatever else they they keep finding a way to stick around so you got to give them credit you you had to think between that global force wrestling impact the the room of the owl they had that for a bit yeah owl logo like that yep. time period is just like dude like it's inevitable like when is this going to happen it never did. They like Destination they America. Destination uh-huh. America. I'm like, this uh-huh. is like some hunting channel. Like, yeah. I, the, and then like, I had to set my DVR on like four sections because it was like every 30 minutes it would cut off. So like, if you didn't set it to go like two hours over, you'd miss the show. And then sometimes they only show an hour. I'm like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's. It pop definitely TV. pop TV for a minute. Yeah. Like to go from Spike to that man, <laughs> and to still be here, like, eh. and that's yeah, when and they I were. Mean, what sucks they're is not that's... even like a ratings juggernaut right now for access. I mean, I don't know what access normally does, but I mean, like, you see those ratings, and you're like, all right, they got a right. .01 or whatever it is, you know? Right. Especially that was when like. They had hot stuff going on. Like they had the broken party stuff going on. Like yes, but they had no one watching because no one had those those channels. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like the X division, such a like it was such a continuation from like the cruiserweight division from WCW, but it became the evolution too because you could take those guys and actually make a main eventers and. I mean, like Motor City machine guns. Like I had never seen anything like that. Like they mm-hmm. were just at a, and that's why like I, I fell in love with TNA so much is because like I would get like LAX and Motor City machine guns and you know America's Most Wanted and Beer Money Triple X. and XXX and Low Key and like I it just amazing red like never seen stuff like that since wcw like i'm like is this blitzkrieg like i literally right. thought he was blitzkrieg without the mask you know what i mean P- like pd williams doing the canadian pd williams the, my mind. It's like, well and that's this? the thing too is like we've seen the canadian destroyer where it's nothing now but like yeah. the first time it's i ever saw that was like what the hell and right. he was like the x division champion going into the pay-per-view against aj like so many and then like elex skipper doing the walk across the cage and i remember mm-hmm. every pay-per-view they would leave you to something like crazy memorable like they were going all out at that on that freaking sound stage in universal like that there was definitely some cool stuff and like another one like for me is like nigel mcginnis's final like last run like that we didn't know that that was it, but like at least yeah. we got those Kurt Angle matches. That Kurt you know Angle match I mean? pay per view at Turning Point. So yeah, there 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 was two of them in that final resolution where it's like that Christmas cage thing where they had like mm-hmm. the Christmas colored ropes, but like those two, and then like 
I remember the the segment where he like put the chair on Angle's neck and he's like, it could be this easy to break your neck right now. Like no. I that that whole thing was dope. Um so I mean there's a, there's a lot of good stuff, but like you said, I mean, God, if we want to go over the bad stuff, I mean we could be here all day, but <laughs> what's uh, like the worst thing you can think of right now? It's gotta be the Hogan era stuff. With yeah. like the Nasty Boys, Orlando Jordan, uh, oh God, some of the knockout stuff. I was gonna probably I, say like aces and eights, honestly. Like that's when I like eight. That's that's really bad. Sure the only like thing, the the only thing though, is like God, Bully Ray was really good Very as good. the leader. Yeah. Like that's mm-hmm. the only thing that saves it. But yeah, awful, awful. Fish market street like, fight. Dude. Yep. Well, and that's the thing that got awkward too is the love relationship between Brooke Hogan and Bully Ray. Like that mm-hmm. was that was a little off. Um yeah, God. But like Claire Lynch. I remember like Val Venus showing up and then mm-hmm. it was like the nasty boy. That was the Hogan and area. Was, Yeah, and I was just like, What is this? You know what yeah, I mean? On Mondays and just put on like the worst product ever. It's like ever. But then they would like throw in Jeff Hardy and Rob Van Dam and like enough to like get you. But then like also AJ is like flair protege. That was Mm -hmm. rough. Like, yeah, there was a lot of bad stuff. God. And like Ken Kennedy was such a huge main eventer for them. And like, you look back at that now and you're like, that made no sense. Get a lockdown match with Kurt. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, and he feud with Sting and all that. Um, some of the uh, the uh, Abyss and Judas Macias matches; those were really terrible. Abyss and the the uh, Hall of Fame ring, the yes. Hogan's Hall of Fame ring. Yeah, you're you're the next <laughs> Cena brother. Like, oh. oh man, I wasn't the biggest fan of Joker Sting. It was all right, but uh, he said he loved it on the video. He was like, I hey, know one of my favorite things, which. You know, a lot of people though. Oh, the Claire, yeah, the Claire, Claire Lynch, Lynch yeah. angle. Oh, that was so bad, mm-hmm. so bad. I enjoy oh the the AJ and Kurt Angle, Karen Angle. I actually enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty good. Like, like the little love triangle stupid. they did. Yeah, it led to some fun matches. So really good. Yes, matches. the Slammer anniversary and the Hard Justice match. Yeah, Hard Justice match. I mm-hmm. it's one of my all time favorites. Like far none, all all time favorite. Like I finished it so so much, so awesome from the top rope. So good. It really reminds me a lot of like Kurt and Shane, but like between two like legit best in the world at the time going at it. Love that match so much. Um, (laughs) this is a good one too, Alexander. Appreciate it. Uh, Scott Steiner's math promo will forever be the greatest promo ever. Yeah. Pretty much. I just don't understand how like that stream of consciousness comes out of somebody's head and you just like just does it. I'm like, damn. Uh, for anything, that's just impressive that he just doesn't mess up and he just goes on. Flair and Lethal, I can still watch this day and die laughing. Like yeah, that's a good one segment. of the best. Flair's I wonder so if he'll serious. be in, I wonder if he'll be like in uh his one of his uh, Flair's last match thing that they're doing. It'd be interesting to see him show up. It would make sense if they wanted to do it. Um, Jeff Jarrett's Reign of Terror. Yeah, that was pretty rough. His uh, MMA gimmicks. Jay. 
Remember the oh, remember God. the Frank Trigg? The Frank Trigg oh, yeah. one? Frank Trigg oh. and the AJ, one of the worst matches of all time. Oh my God. Or oh if here's one. You. Kaz and AJ in the reindeer ladder match. Mm-hmm. Terrible. God. Mm-hmm. God. So stuff like that, yeah. Really bad. Um, Pac-Man Jones is a team never wrestled one yeah. minute in the match. I missed I the like, uh, there was a website, LOL TNA, where it just listed like chronologically, like all the bad stuff that they did. It's like so much stuff in there. But I, I, I seriously could, could match a lot of it with the good. Like, and I think mm-hmm. that's what their legacy is. Oh, Tito, when he showed up at that, <laughs> no one it's, cared. Oh, it's so, and oh. Kenny's like scratching his head. And <laughs> like, I, is, like, I am on, a man. massive Tito fan. And even I was just like, that doesn't that fit so like at all. And what sucks is like, when it was AJ and Jarrett and Tito was the special guest referee, like that really worked. And like mm-hmm. Tito was actually over. And like it, when Tito and Monty Brown stared each other down, it was like, oh, this could be a match. You know what I mean? Like, like it, but then, man, and they used it to like build up Tito and Rampage. Oh, God. All that was so bad. Although I, I was so pumped when Rampage and Kurt Angle had their stare down. I was like, this is yeah. the coolest company ever. But yeah, that didn't work out. So, but yeah, either, a, I, if anything, I, I definitely appreciate them. Like I said, they were there when I needed something else. You know, yep. Ring of Honor, you had to get DVDs and stuff. So, yep. just being able to turn on TV and be able to see something, like I said, even though it wasn't great, you know, I definitely appreciate all that stuff that they gave. So good for them for still being around. Yeah, for sure. And what's interesting is, is they, they were only competing against WWE, right? Cause if they were competing against like an AEW, bro, they would be in <laughs> so much trouble. It's not even right. funny. You know what I mean? So I mean, we kind of see the result of that right now. So yeah, exactly. And that's really probably what would happen. So, uh, but yeah, I thought it was super cool that AJ got to say something because I mean, to me, he's he's the heart and soul of that that whole mm-hmm. run. Like AJ is Mister TNA, and would you agree though? Like, like for me, like in every generation, right? There's like that indie guy that is just like the top level guy, and to me, it was like RVD, and then it was like AJ Styles, and now I view it as like Will Ospreay. Like, yeah, do I'll say- you? I would say the Daniel at that time, Danielson and Styles will probably yeah. be there for sure. Even like a Joe would be there. And then yeah, now you'll see like, you know, Will Ospreay is gonna probably gonna be on there. Um God, who else would you put in that? But I definitely agree with you for sure. And I would think he would be like I mean, obviously he's not indie. I mean he's signed to a major for sure, but just someone who can be able to not have to do it on a WWE scale. Right. You know, being able to make a name for himself out there, yeah, he he would definitely be like one of the top ones for sure. And I think no matter what, at the end of the day, he's going to wind up in either AEW or WWE at some point. Like, I just think that he won't stay in new Japan as much as he's loyal to it. And he loves it. And he says it all the time. Like, I think it's going to get to the point to where his hype is going to be so high that eventually he's not going to be able to turn down what's offered to him. Oh, he could go to WWE. I don't know. Like, he seems like he's kind of adamant and not doing that. Yeah. I remember a couple of years ago when Ricochet was doing his best to 
try to get Osprey to join join a team is what he yep. said. And uh, yeah, we see what happened with that. Like the yep. discussion is not even that that's that's closed book on that one. Like Osprey won. Yep. <laughs> he won uh, definitely. Definitely. Ricochet is awesome, but yeah. But it's part of the thing too. Like I feel like in New Japan, you got to really be careful, man. You can't be forty in that company, dude. If you are, your body is just destroyed. So I just see him like doing maybe like three more years of going hard, and then possibly selling out to to one of the bigger companies and 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 going on. But I mean, he's a different cat, so I don't know. Right. Also, Kenny Omega definitely belongs in that conversation of like guys that were like yeah. standard. So yeah. that that's for sure. Before we wrap it up, uh, real quick, uh, so far, what's your match of the year, feud of the year, and wrestler of the year? We're at the we're at the halfway point at this point. Match of the year, uh, without thinking too hard, I would probably say FTR in Briscoe's from WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. That's the one yeah. that, that definitely comes to my mind. I mean, there were probably better ones out there, but that's like the one that like, like I watched that one like, you know, three times or so, and I enjoyed that match a ton. So let's say that. Feud of the year. I mean, I think you got to go MJF and, and Punk. Yeah. Um, continuation from last year. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know if it's how the feud has been, but I feel like the matches have been good when it comes to, uh, like Cody and, and and Rollins, like I actually just watched the LMSL match like two days ago or so. And it was pretty good. What? Like you know, you never seen it? I don't watch Vince. Like no, Man. no, no, no. I'm not watching that. Once once I found out that he was gonna wrestle with a torn peck, I had to watch it. And just the just being there live and like first witnessing right. the injury and then seeing him battle through it like it was pretty incredible like it's definitely up there as one of my match of the years like it was an amazing uh feat for for Cody yeah <clears throat> um i would say wrestle of the year again like i mentioned earlier i think at least right now i think Moxley would be yeah. in that just because of you know what he's been able to do not only in AEW, he had an awesome match with Danielson on pay per view. Um, you know, he was in the Anarchy Anar- Arena, which is like one of my favorite matches this year for sure. Yeah, but the stuff sick. he's done in New Japan, like the match he had with Will Ospreay at Windy City Riot, is just so freaking good. Yeah, um, that will probably be another one of my matches of the year. Um, and then he had the four way that, that you were yeah. at, that was really yeah, good. That match was awesome in there, so I, I think I would put him. In there for sure, but I can easily see it change. I mean, just this first six months of this year just been absolutely crazy, but I, I would go with yeah. those for sure. Definitely. You know, what's crazy is like Cody and Sammy at the latter match yep. was mm-hmm. like this year, and mm-hmm. it feels like it was forever ago. Everything um, feels like it was forever ago. Yeah. Well, there's been Remember when Shane got fired? Really good stuff. <laughs> it feels what, like up? years ago. I said, you remember when Shane got fired? It feels like oh, three yeah. years ago. Royal Shane Rumble time, fired. right? Because yeah, like, he was booking all crazy and Cody leaves. That felt like ages ago. Yeah. People forget Stone Cold Steve Austin returned to wrestling this year. Like, when did that happen? Like, I don't know. Right? <laughs> my match of the year is Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens. What are you talking right. about? Like, oh my goodness. Although, dude. God, it felt so good to be there live. And when he was like, I tricked you, Steve. I brought you here for a match. And I'm like, 
holy shit, they're going to do it. Like, I was just like a little kid. I was so excited. And also, I was like so relieved that I had witnessed like a good mania because I had been to, that was my fourth one. And I mean, yeah, I saw Taker and Sean, but like overall, like that mania left you with a bad taste in your mouth because of Orton and Triple H. And like this one was like, I saw Cody and Rollins and then it closed the show with Austin and, and Owens. That's another guy that could be a main eventer if they really want to pull the trigger is Kevin Owens. He, he could do it. Um, I mean, we can know that for 10 years more. Yeah, for sure. It's just, you know, they want to do it or not, but whatever. Um, it would it, like, God, you know what? Like it, 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 even just bring back like, um, like Kevin Steen. Put a Kevin Steen in there against like a Roman Reigns, like that type of crazy guy. I think that'd be awesome. It would have been nice to see him outside of that that machine, yeah. but I can't hate the guy for. I mean, you know, he's probably cool for life. He got his WrestleMania main event versus his hero, so he's just probably like, yeah, whatever. Give me, I'll do this Elias stuff for the rest yep. of my run. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, I know. And then, hey, you, you know, let me know when you guys need me, and I'll I'll be here. Like, okay, thanks, Kevin. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all right, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah it's man, been crazy, it's been a crazy first year. I don't think I've ever seen as much wild news, right? Happen like the first half of this year. Like I said, everything We're, just kind of going on the radar because everything else has been happening so fast. Real quick though, do you think that that's just because we? now care more about wrestling than we have in years and that's why the news is sticking out or do you think it's just because it's just a wild news year i just think it's i mean i feel like it's every damn week it is i mean when you look at like not even like the six months like the 12 months from like last june to now like like between cm punk coming back fans coming back to their arenas they doing brock lesnar again like stone cold steve austin came back tony tom buys Ring of Honor, we got the crazy yeah. work shoot with MJF that only happened right. like a month ago, <laughs> and this is already passed. Like no one's even talking right. About like that nah, that's old news. MJF right. who? Kota Bushi well, bringing up the, got... the, the the Yakuza. Like, well, like, and then so that, not only that, like he basically blames New Japan for his mom trying to commit suicide. Yeah. How that's do you nice. work that out? Like, how do you work that out? Like, I, I don't see how you can just be like, you know what? It, she was a little upset. No worries. We'll, we'll, we'll squash this. Like, and the fact that he's not in the G1, I mean, it, it just makes it seem like eventually he's just going to get a release. So yeah. anything in new Japan that is stuck out to you as like a match of the year candidate. Cause they usually always have them, but I'm just where are you at on there? They're probably the top match that they've had this year. You think was Moxley and Osprey, or do you think there was something else that we're not talking about? Mox and Osprey. Um, the other one that sticks in my head is just the Wrestle Kingdom match with Osprey and Omega. I mean, uh, Okada. Okay. Um, just because I, I really enjoy enjoy that one for sure. That's probably the one yeah. that sticks out the most. Yeah. Okay. Guy, yeah. I forget about Wrestle Kingdom because it seems so long ago, but yeah, it was long ago, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in this day, it's ages ago. I mean, like, do we even remember that Biggie broke his neck? Like, right, it happened so That's long so ago. True. Like, we remember so the Triple true. H announces in ring retirement. Like, this is all the stuff yeah. that's just happened on here, man. 
And it's some of it's just like, okay, you know, then you got the right. Vince scandal and then you got Jeff Hardy and you got all these injuries. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just boom, boom, boom. It's funny is, is it's like, okay, you've got the Hardy's Hardy boys reuniting and then like Jeff Hardy versus Darby and now Jeff Hardy rehab, like with all within a mm-hmm. couple of months, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's, it's a really fun time though. Like I love it. It makes it right. just so much more entertaining and so much more of a hobby and so much more, like so many things to look forward to. And like, we're not even talking about GCW or certain Indian events that happen. And like, there's all sorts of stuff that, that goes on in this wrestling world right now that almost literally felt dead when it was like just NXT and WWE and like impact right. and like a flailing ring of honor. And now it's just like, man, every week. And what's crazy is, yes, we've had a wild six months, but there's a lot of guys returning from injury within the next couple of months that this next mm-hmm. six months could really finish strong. Right, right, for sure. And the weird thing is, it's only news, all this crazy, crazy news. It's only stuff that we know about. Like, you try right. to explain this to the average person. <laughs> like, I try to explain this to my friend. Like, she kind of watches on. I'm like, hey, this happened. She's just like... What the hell are you talking about? Dude? I'm just like, ah, oh, this is going crazy right now. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's stuff that we understand and we know how crazy this year has been. Like I said, I don't see it slowing down. To be honest with you, yeah. Like, why, no, why? I'm with you. I, I with you. I like. If anything, I see it accelerating. Like, mm-hmm. more events, more of a working relationship between New Japan and AEW. Um, I will say this, though, after hearing what Tony Khan said about Moxley and Tanahashi, about basically how he's been preventing it from happening, it makes me feel like don't hold your breath on any big matches in Japan. Because it's like it's almost like if they're going to do it, then he wants it on his show. So, like, people want Osprey and Omega, right? Yeah, That's he's going to have Japan. He's going to have to play ball. Like, and I think he knows that. Like, you're going to have to let them – like Dragon is eventually have to go over there. You're gonna have to have a bit ma- big match with him, right? But, but like yeah, you'll you get Dragon to... and Saber Junior, right? But are you gonna get Dragon and Okada? I don't know about that. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We'll see on that. I'm but for yeah, it. I think I'm yeah, for it. It might be in a situation it. where it benefits that company. Like, hey, you do another Forbidden Door, but this time in Japan. But like you know, AEW gets some type of benefit. It's not like you're just doing a New Japan show. They get all like the, you know arena funds and like pay-per-view buys from it like it's, it's going to be something where it could benefit both companies but definitely cross well, my like, fingers hopefully we get that it's like okay fine we'll give you dragon okada you give us osprey and cm punk or whatever right. you want to do right like right. i feel like that is the fair trade-off if they're, mm-hmm. that's how they do it and i'll watch both i'm all for oh yeah for sure i, I would i would, I would love wrestle it. kingdom to be heavily aew involved I think that would be. I I wouldn't get your hopes up because I just I had the thought um, just this day and I was like, let me just check the calendar, and uh, January fourth is on a, a Wednesday, so I wouldn't get your hopes up. Damn. Um, yeah, all the guys got to be at dynamite for sure. So. But I mean, even if you just get three guys, it yeah, you might see some that big of a deal. Yeah. You it know? all depends, like, especially if he because they can make it without one big. You know, like if there was no Brian Danielson, Punk, or Moxley, I mean, they still would have MJF, and if they do still have MJF at that point, but they still would have MJF, Adam Cole. You know, like they they could Adam Page, then 
Kenny Omega should be back, possibly. Like, I mean, or whoever's over there. Like, if they're right. if Kenny Omega's over there, then Moxley would be there. You know what I mean? Like, I think they could make it if they wanted to do it. Definitely. If anything, I promote it. Promote yeah. it. And you know, maybe New Japan would get an app. Like that would be cool. Okay. Uh, you would hope so. Yeah. Coming to twenty <laughs> first century, Jesus. Yeah, for sure. Um, real quick, let's do the giveaway for the Wrestle Rumble. I have no idea how to put this on the thing, so I'm just gonna do it, and you guys are just gonna have to trust me who won. So we had uh Vincent Valentine, we had Alex Fitzgerald twice, and we had Chris Warden. So here we go. I think actually Vincent did Vincent. No, it was Fitzgerald, right? Yep, okay. All right, so it's Alexander Fitzgerald. So he's one. Thank you uh, for submitting the Super Chats. And uh, Stephen will be sending you a Wrestle Rumble entry. Um, I just need your Twitter. You can DM me or Stephen. You can message me or whatever. Or you can email, uh, leave us your email or whatever you want to do. Uh, we'll figure it out and we'll uh, get that to you. So just let us know. And uh, Brandon, man, I appreciate you filling in for uh, Stephen. Uh, definitely had good conversation. And uh, there's a lot to look forward to this week, as always, with pro wrestling right now. And uh, hopefully after tomorrow, we'll we'll be all aboard on that uh, hype train for Forbidden Door. Yeah, I think it's going to rev up for sure. So I'm excited about it. But thanks for having me on here again, Stephen. I hope he feels, feels better from the 19. Get over that yeah. and get back to get that to here for sure. Awesome, man. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining in. I appreciate you guys. If you haven't, please smash that like button. Please subscribe. Uh, leave a comment below of what you're looking forward to the most Forbidden Door. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Take care. <laughs>